We're going to make a show. Ready. <laughs> it's actually to record. Oh, it wasn't recording previously? <laughs> it was not. This is on the record. Now now we are. Uh, <laughs> so are we still, still going to seal the Declaration of Independence? Yes. Okay. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> scuttle, scuttle. Oh, right now. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get in touch <laughs> with my ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> this belongs in a museum. Different right. movie. Diff- yeah. I was going to say that. Uh, what, uh, which one is that from? Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. That's yeah. right. I, I switched. Jo- well, I kept genres. Switched movies. This ge- this Declaration of Independence belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> we got news for you. Or for me, mostly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's do it. What's happening? Well, that that didn't do anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> to the I tried I tried to open this and oh. like, you know punctuate the start with a little like. I, tr- I treated them. It didn't do exactly anything. the same as last week, but this week <laughs> it worked out better. Yeah. Uh, hey. I, didn't, I didn't freeze it. We don't have a we don't have a kombucha slushy this week. <laughs> that's that's true. This is, this is pretty nice. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing all right. What are we doing here? Oh, I was just sure. l- listening to this excellent <laughs> intro music. Yeah, this, this is all right. It's pretty good. I can chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start over? Or should we just keep going? <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> 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 we you. Keep going. Welcome to the Sprocket <laughs> Podcast, where we're simplifying the good life. I'm Aaron Flores. And I'm Guthrie Straw, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. Uh, we are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about thinking globally with a local... No, thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today... DBR. DBR goes to Australia. With a head wound. And, and well, comes no, I, back. Na- and now has a head wound. I, I got the head wound. <laughs> Massive <here>. head wound. <laughs> DBR. Hi. How's it going? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, thanks for having me back to the, uh, the airstream. Yeah. Yeah. Always good to have you. Uh, also with us, Occasional Jackass, former co-host. I should have reversed those in order. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> An all-around understanding guy. <laughs> Executive producer. You Brock. didn't say my name. <laughs> Brock Dittis. Hey. Oh, I was waiting for you to be, like, chime in and be like, Brock Dittis. Oh, he's rusty, Brock. though. It's, yeah. it's, it's oh, been yeah. three yeah. weeks. Did, two did weeks? you miss me? Y- yes. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> it's been two weeks. <laughs> Good to see you guys. <laughs> Welcome back on the show, Executive Producer producer Brock. I'm, I'm right here. And um, I will listen and judge. We, yes, we, we've got a we've got a show in store for you today. <laughs> yeah, as um, we as we get to it, or or not, or <laughs> or not. Um, well, let's let's talk about how was your week. My let's week. talk about how was your week. <laughs> how was my week? My week was good. No, don't tell me about your week. Oh. Let's talk about the phrase. How was your week? How was your week? <laughs> 
No, I'm just making fun of how awkwardly I, I constructed the sentence. Oh, no, I, I thought it was good. Hmm. I I would say no room for improvement on that oh. phrase. That okay, phrasing was good. perfect. <laughs> well, now that we've talked about that, how was your week? <laughs> it was excellent. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, my week was pretty good. Yeah. The the back recovery continues. Uh, fortunately, there are some folks who definitely know their way around the PT spectrum, and uh, that's that's fortunately, thank goodness, finally on the right track there. Um, so physical therapy. Physical therapy. Yeah. Is it painful? Um, no, actually, no. That's or, good. I, I'd say it's it's been less painful every single time I've gone, which, Excellent. Is, which is probably a sign it's working. That's uh, what I hear about everything you're supposed to do, and it's like, it's usually true, mm-hmm. and it usually keeps me from doing it. Like, just the pain mm. is a barrier to entry for me. So you're, they, they, you want to feel pain as in pain is a sign of progress? It's a sign of weakness leaving the body, right? Or something mm. like that. Urr, uh, yeah. yeah. Life, be all you can be. Uh, Life is pain. Anyone who tells you otherwise is selling something. <laughs> there we go. That's a good quote. That's, uh, that's, that came from a much better source. Well, I, <laughs> I should stretch after I exercise, and maybe before, and I don't mm-hmm. because it hurts. Mm-hmm. So uh, PT is like that, but, um, but you have, like, really... You're in pain either way, right? Yeah, so, I think. Well, especially with back injuries, it's it's kind of a weird thing where your brain is actually m- not as good at telling you what is hurt and what isn't hurt yeah. from a from a musculoskeletal standpoint. So your your nerve receptors just kind of get really screwy. Yeah, and they'll be sending you these signals, but your back is actually like if you look at uh, anatomy level, like your back is fine. It's just your brain saying, "Nope, this is bad. This hurts. I don't like this." Uh, and so PT helps kind of like calm down those receptors to to for lack of a better term just kind of like um, shut up neurons yeah yeah it gets it gets the the spinal and you know the the uh physical bits taken care of but it also helps like retrain your brain of of what is pain and what isn't pain like it's okay to feel down here yeah it's okay to feel and also it's okay to it's it's uh it helps you get a better understanding of your baseline i guess um and so especially for people managing chronic pain like that's one of the biggest factors is actually like mental health and mental well-being right. so if you are if you're doing well on the mental front you can actually help manage a lot of that chronic stuff i mean it doesn't make it it doesn't make it less than it is but it helps like retrain your your brain's perspective on that if you will yeah like tinnitus yeah like tinnitus is mostly mental i hear oh well i'm oh, very, really i'm yeah. incredibly happy to hear that yeah like i'm not looking forward to my <laughs> tinnitus <Huh? laughs> <laughs> that noise that you hear is not part of the podcast it's just always on yeah but i've heard that they have treatments for tinnitus where like you know hmm. if you have a ringing in your ears you go to sleep wearing earbuds or something yeah and you listen to tones as you sleep and your brain learns to ignore those frequencies what? and then that starts to turn the tide on your how you experience tinnitus you still have tinnitus you sure. just don't notice it doesn't bother you anymore yeah well that's so, that's huh. that's living the dream. that's what i hear i haven't done it i still have a ringing in my ears. Well, I know what I'm. But I do, do love rock and roll. At night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny too because, like, especially with the ear thing, you can be so good at it, and it just takes one time to mess it up. Uh, so, like, you could go to a hundred rock concerts, or you could go to one, and if that one that you go to happens to be the loudest, you're still going to do, you know, some decent damage to yeah. yourself. Uh, Aaron, you were at the show with me, I think, where like it was literally the loudest band. They were opening for Pedro oh. the Lion. 
What was that name of that band? Uh, it they doesn't were, matter. They, they were suck. a great band. No, they were a great band. They were, just, <laughs> but they made our ears bleed. They, oh. they had the treble up way too much. And yeah. I remember listening to them and thinking, like, "Wow, this is pretty loud." Yeah, and yeah. just thinking, like any other act, like, "Well, the sound guy knows what he's doing, right?" Right. And <laughs> the answer is always no. So, uh, yeah, I just remember like biking home from that, and like I can't hear anything. Mm. Well, and I'm I'm always torn. I try to remember some kind of earplugs. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I know I've damaged my ears over the years, like pretty badly. You? Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, you know, just years of listening to like guitar feedback yeah. for hours on end. Yeah, you are a Sonic Youth fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yeah, and and listening to CDs too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, that that day in particular. I remember I didn't have my earplugs and thinking like, oh, it's it's, it's all right. It'll and, be fine. And I didn't experience it maybe the same way you experienced it in that, like, you totally put it on the band, like, oh, this is way too loud. <laughs> I totally put it on myself and was like, oh, there's a lot more damage here than I thought there was. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I went and got toilet paper and literally, like, shoved toilet paper in my ears. Oh, yeah. Because it was just mm-hmm. so bad. Did I decide yeah. not to, or did I? I forget. I think by the end of their set, everyone had had done so. Had done something right. to that effect, yeah. Did yeah. they have earplugs on? Were they, were they protecting themselves? You know, and that might be the problem. This is something I've experienced in previous bands, is, like, there's always one guy who's got, like, the really nice... Uh, earplugs where like you know like they got a plastic monitor. mold yeah. you know the to brand the, name yeah noise filtering and and it's they're great in that you know you listen to the full spectrum of sound but it turns all all the sound down to mm-hmm. a manageable level where it won't damage your ears as much they're awful in the fact that it turns all the sound down Right, and so you got to turn the amps up. Yeah, exactly. You're experiencing everything at such a lower level, and you, the guy in the band, will always turn their mm. their stuff all the way up, and so then everyone else in the band turns their stuff up to compensate, and it just becomes like this ever increasing cycle of, of volume. It's a feedback loop. Wonder it's prisoners to now that yeah. yes, now that <laughs> yes, do you turn up or do you just leave it the same? If everyone turns down, then <laughs> but if he turns up and I don't, then I get the sucker's payoff. Right. <laughs> None of that sweet feedback. That's well. Hey, there yes. is a place I can think of where the noise levels are never too loud. That's true. <laughs> Always manageable, even yeah. though there is sound. Absolutely, especially during the live uh, live games. Yes, uh, live games sporting with sound. events, sports on with television. Games. Yes, games with sports with, and with, sound. With sound, <laughs> where, where is this magical place? <laughs> well, what, what is this magical? place? I think place? It, it, the 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 it's like the what is it decibels and and twelve kilohertz. What's the uh, I forget oh, the wait. intersection point where you would find this place mm. where there's oh, good quaffable yes. beer. Yes. I think it's twelve decibels. 12 and decibels. Yes, 12, <laughs> 12 and decibels. It, 12. Took, it took me a second to figure out like what where you were going with this, and, and I couldn't just catch on soon enough. It's at 12th in the division between hearing loss and enjoyment. <laughs> uh, 12th and decibelision. Yes. The Southeast Division and 12th, uh, the beer mongers. And uh, Guthrie, you made yes! the- There yes. we go. Guthrie, you made uh, a run, and we got some good stuff. Yeah, that we do. I'm enjoying, with Aaron here, a Townsend's Doctor Brew Doctor Kombucha of the Strawberry Basil Seasonal Variety. Mm. 
Strawberry yes. basil. Yeah. Yes. Is it is it so uh, is it not totally sweet? Is it savory as well? Um or is the basil it's, itself it's, sweet? It's sweeter. No, no, the ba- it's a sweet basil. Uh it's sweeter than you would expect. Um which yeah, it's not is, too bad. It's good. It's nice. Good. Yeah. Nice. I I thought I thought it would have been sour for our description from last week, but I'm finding it nice in that. It's yeah. in that middle ground for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, it's and not, not too tart. Not much of a head, even though it's been carried by bicycle pannier <laughs> all the way up here. This is true. Yeah, yeah we, far we, beyond we the decibel out this limit. week. Maybe it's a, a seasonal thing. Yeah, that, who who knows? There it is. <laughs> uh, DBR, which uh, which one are you going to choose here? Uh, I can see two of them, uh, and the one that's facing <laughs> me right in the face is the F bomb India Pale Ale from Stickmen Brewing. Company. That sounds made for you. I'm I'm not opposed. <laughs> <laughs> not opposed to the f bomb. No, it's uh, I think it's uh, pretty fucking great. And the captured by porches wind and rain. Oh, wind and rain ESB. And is that English style bitter or extra special bitter, or does it matter? Or this same. I thing? feel like I in forget. Portland, it's more often extra special. Okay, but I don't know if that's everyone just a, in Portland a regional thinks thing. They're extra special. Well, well, they are. Well, whenever I ask, like, I feel like I get <laughs> Including that myself. Answer. I'll put myself in there, <laughs> not just, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> talking all over you here. Well, well, I, I, I just, in terms of, like, the, um, within the brewing community, maybe, like, not flavor of the week kind of thing necessarily, but I feel like the places I've asked, it's been more often extra special than ah. English special. But, okay. Oh. Um, I don't know if there's any rule, rhyme, or reason to that. We are in the United States. It's true. Yeah. There is no royal wedding happening here. I stopped caring about royal weddings since 1776. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I saw that meme being passed around for a while. It was was funny, though, like listening to people talk about the wedding, um, just in terms of a what kind of person would go and would want to watch and like partake in a wedding. And I could see like if you were living nearby or, or around there that that would be. Just happen to be in the area. For sure. Just like yeah, if you're I'll, just. I guess I'll go see the like, prince get married. I or just if you're to be like here. in D.C. or something like that, like you would have opportunity to see more, you know, capital type events or such. Um, but what what it drew parallel to me with was our solstice that happened this summer ah. and i was just thinking if you, you mean know, the eclipse or excuse me the eclipse thank right. you right okay uh, no the solstice that happens every <laughs> year um yeah with the eclipse there and just like people flocking to like i i didn't really understand how crazy it must feel in britain until i thought about how crazy it was for the eclipse and right uh, right you know what what they're all dealing with and such you're watching one person step in front of the queen mm-hmm. totally obliterating her Crazy, <laughs> um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> the sight of her, like you can't see her because the prince is standing in front. I don't know where she is in the whole deal. I, w- the, I would have been at the soccer pitch myself. Upon approaching the dais, the path of occlusion, uh, yeah, over yeah. something like diamond that. ring. Blah, That's blah, it. Blah, blah. <laughs> uh, carriage around the grounds. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't been following it. I just happened to take a. Uh, car trip earlier this week and that was on npr so that's, that's, where I get, that's where i get on my royal wedding updates yeah well i i was ferried in a royal carriage this last weekend Ooh. What? yeah uh our friend ross from base camp brewing yes um, he and his lady friends decided hey uh well the lady friend didn't go with us because she thought it was a stupid bike ride and it was uh but <laughs> we could only do it point. if someone drove us out uh kind of beyond the pale okay so she gave us a magic carriage ride out uh, to carson washington and we did a about a 60 mile ride 
from Carson, Washington to Battleground over Forest Road 42, which is uh, National ri- Forest Road. Had you ridden this before? Was this a scouted route or an unscouted route? It was half scouted. I had done Perfect. the half that went da- back down to Battleground. Oh, okay. I had never done the one up to uh, the top. Oh, okay, Carson. perfect. So there's still enough, there's a chance that the road wasn't going to be there. Yes, yes. And it turned out um, it's still May. And you know what happened this last winter? A little bit of snow. It snowed up there, oh. yeah. And you know oh. it's still there? Yeah. It's still there, huh? A hell of a lot of snow. Yeah. Like, so bad enough that plans needed to be changed? Ross and I tried to figure out. We, we ended up dragging our bikes through about three miles worth of snow. Oh, damn. You know, like we'd get through a long stretch, like so far that it went around a bend, you couldn't see through it. And it was a steep, like, hilly, cliffy ride, and so you couldn't, like walk around the roadway mm. you had to walk on the road because that was the only open space gotcha and so yeah we'd like drag it you know just like infinitely long across this patch of snow and oh, then no. <laughs> um kind of get to the end and be like okay we can kind of ride around this bank and then there's like a little break here we'll go around the bend here's another like you know uh long long trudge like a 15 minute trudge and it turns out when you have like all your weight on your front panniers because you think that's a great randonneuring sort of uh set up like hey oh, i'm gonna super cool make right. it easy yeah yes really hard to push your bike through snow <laughs> i had 32 inch uh, tires on our 32 inch i wish <laughs> that would have been great i had 32 centimeter tires and um ross had millimeter fat t- yes yeah really really small <laughs> millimeters 32 cm would be still good I, mean, I know black parts. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it was it was like just enough weight that like I could drag the bike kind of through it, but then it would get stuck every now and again. Mm. Uh, I found that I could like steady the handlebars with one hand and then reach my other hand back. And you know how like you're not supposed to like like curl your arm a lot when you're rock climbing because you're going to hurt yourself? I found oh. the same is true when you're trying to push your bike through snow. Oh, yeah. So I had one oh. hand back and I tried to get the arm completely slack. So instead of like using my arm muscles, I was just using like my skeleton body muscles yeah yeah, uh to kind of pull the back end of the bike but then occasionally the front wheel gets stuck because of all the weight in the panniers my lunch and the you know the lunch beers and all that stuff and uh yeah just like a little endo so like the frame goes (laughs) up in the air and so we did this for about three miles (laughs) and i think ross is like the most encouraging guy he's been on the show before great guy yeah Uh, i would go on a bike ride with him any day because he makes you feel good even when it sucks um, and we got kind of to the place where we thought, well, this is the top and either we're going to have to do this all the way down as well, or we get to ride downhill. turns out we got to ride downhill. It was oh, nice. that's good. Uh, so I'm glad we went the direction we did, mm-hmm. but, um, I think it's that situation where like you kind of like we checked in when we first got to the snow. I was like, so, um, you tell me if this isn't fun anymore, cause we can turn around and go back and call for a ride and we'll make it happen. Uh, but, uh, the way that we turned out doing it, like we, we were like, yeah, I guess let's try this out. Let's see what we can do. And then we kept on saying, all right, let's keep on going. And it got to the point where like, well, I really hope we're past the point where like, you know, turning around would be easier than going right, forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once you come in, we, we've already put the, we've, we, <laughs> we bet we are, the bets are in the horse is running. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, will they make it to the royal wedding on time? So, uh, anyways, that's what we did this weekend. It was a lot of fun, and we were beat at the end. It looked like a. I saw the map, and that looked like a good chump piece of area to be riding in. Don't do that till August. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> having having had to push your bike up uh, loose gravel, yes, uh, for Any miles day. in the sun. Any day versus, over snow. Oh yeah. Any day. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
at least in the sun, like you'll, e- you'll pass no out question. from exhaustion, even, right? Right, right. Uh, in, in the snow, you fall down from exhaustion, then you freeze to death. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. My shoes. I was wearing like That's really not morbid like, at all. Mesh, <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. I was wearing meshy sneakers. <laughs> uh, and, and like my feet were super wet and super cold by the time we were done, you know? And like the sun was there, but it was behind some clouds. So uh-huh. it was like just cool enough to be like, we could, like, you know, it's not oh, shit. bad conditions. Right. But we didn't plan for like a really cold day. So mm-hmm. what was the ride down like? You must have been freezing. Uh, no, it was actually pretty great. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had extra layers that we put on. Oh, okay. uh, but it was shitty because it was really loose, like sha- kind of between shaley gravel and uh, what's the other, just like uh, embedded rocks, like uh-huh. just stuck stuff in the ground, oh, or okay. stuff stuck in the yeah. ground. Yeah. So um, yeah, I would I would have done it with bigger tires. I would have done it with thirty two inch tires, <laughs> <laughs> personally. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Even thirty two centimeter tires would have been okay. Yeah, there's a lot of great forest road, especially once the snow starts to melt out, that you yeah. can take the bus up to battleground and then like ride into the hills from near mm. Ventersburg. Uh, which is a place oh, I'm right. fond of. So yes, I've yet to make it to Ventersburg. It's, you got to go. It's great. I, I've tried a couple different times, and I just it's never. I get it's stuck in fucking Lakeview or whatever the fuck that town was. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Ventersburg. So that that's what I did this weekend. Yeah. Nice. What sounds uh, like a fun weekend? Is Ventersburg <laughs> closer? So like, what would that be in relation to Cougar, Washington? Ventersburg is south of Cougar. South of Cougar. Uh, Cougar okay. is, uh, there's some pretty cool stuff up there too. Mm-hmm. That's by the, uh, kind of, there's some uh, man-made reservoirs up yeah, there yeah. on the Lewis River. Yep. And uh, uh, Ventersburg is closer to, well, Ventersburg is just basically outside of Battleground. Okay. And the gotcha. place where we did our ride was another branch of the Lewis River that doesn't go to Cougar. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, we were closer to Chalachi. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all names I'm not familiar with. I still think it's funnier if it's pronounced Wienersburg, but... <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, Wienersburg. Yeah, nah, it's anyway. Uh, you're allowed to. Well, I mean, until I make it. And I've never heard anyone actually clarify how it's really pronounced. Oh. It was supposed to be you what? Haven't, like a you haven't had like a local tell you? No. Oh. No. The, the old Wienersburgian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it has that inflection. Oh, it's I I, I just imagine like uh, the old old timey desert. Oh, you pay with your life rolling down that road. Yeah, going to Venusburg. <laughs> uh, gotta go to Venusburg. Ah, it was supposed to be like a, a don't Swiss... know. I'm going down to Venusburg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was it supposed to be a Swiss styled? Uh, like that was how it was sold to people who were going to buy land in Venusburg. So, hmm. oh really? Uh, I don't know yeah. how the Swiss would pronounce it, but maybe. Yeah. Anyways, if if you are a Swiss. And are you, you a Swiss? A, and you have opinions about pronouncing this town. Please. Call in to the, these guys. That's right. 503-847-977. Five, five, seven, seven, wait. Four. four. I was going to say yes. <laughs> you have that off the top of your head. Damn. Yeah. What else should people call in for? <laughs> There's lots. Uh, just for the hell of it, honestly. <laughs> you can call in for any old reason. Uh, currently, Palooza, the month-long bike fun festival here, in uh, Portland is going on. And if you are a ride leader for Pedalpalooza, we would love to hear from you. Call us. Tell us about your ride. We will promote it. In fact, later on in this show, we have three voicemails yeah. from ride leaders that we will play. I'm probably going to leave you one at some point. But Please. Given the, the have na- a couple beers first. I, well, no. That, <laughs> that makes the best. <laughs> the, yeah. the ride I'm, that I th- I'm thinking of is uh, different, different uh, style. Uh, right it does need to be a little bit slurred. It I think, doesn't to do it right. have to be a pedal palooza ride, even. You know, just, <laughs> you, hey, I'm doing this thing. Could people join you for a cross Australia ride? Uh, 
I if mean, you, if you were theoretically <laughs> leading it as a pedal palooza ride, yeah, I mean, the, the, the roads are there. You just gotta, you just gotta go <laughs> you under. Gotta I mean, I'm not going to be doing it, so they couldn't necessarily <laughs> oh, join okay. me. Uh, I already did that shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it wasn't the whole thing. I only made it across most of it. Hey, so, you should tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Suppose we haven't talked a, about that. This is a great yet. segue. Uh, what what was it called? First of all, like well, what did they call it? Technically, I just went for a long ride across Australia because originally I was going to go down for the Indian Pacific Wheel Race, which uh, ended up getting canceled due to some legal bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, about five weeks before the race uh, happened, there was an announcement that it had been canceled effective immediately, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of there stuff. There was some liability issues well, uh, or some... Uh, it's as yet undefined, uh-huh. um, and I don't want to speculate in public. Sure, sure. Talk to me later. <laughs> um, but also... Uh, there, there. Last year on this race was the first year. This was the race where Mike Hall was killed. Right. Uh, Mike Hall being Michael Jordan to bike packing. If Michael Jordan also invented basketball. Yeah, um, and the guy who, uh, well, you, at the time he was the record holder of the Trans Am, uh, yeah. record holder of the Tour Divide, uh, the creator of the transcontinental race across Europe, um, et cetera, et cetera, and was in second place uh, of the, uh, in the Indy Pack. Um, when dot stopped moving, um, was struck from by anyway. Uh, there's, I've actually I've had to learn a little bit about how all the Australian legal system works, so I can start to make sense of this. But there's mm. a coroner's court that is holding an inquest into this death, um, and my understanding is that there was a, a hearing in this inquest where there was a hearing, and then the race was canceled, um, which leads to some unfortunate kind of murmurs, but I'm going to hold my tongue until sure. there's anything official. Um, regardless, the race regardless, was canceled. The race was canceled, but, you know, there's 70 people with flights across the world, and, you know, the time You'd off work. You'd one of them. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got flights booked. I've got time off work. I've got a fucking war chest of, you know, funds to make this happen. Um, and so I said, fuck it, and was going to go anyway. Um and I knew that I, I pretty much made that choice within 15 minutes of reading the uh, oh, cancellation. Sure. Wow. Um, and it turns out about did, 50 other people did. I was going to say, did that seem like the case for a lot of them? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there were a number of people who didn't go. Some of the faster folks who really wanted it to be a race sort of thing didn't mm-hmm. make it. But there were also some really fast folk who did race uh, or ride race. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, there were ride there, fast. Yeah, there there was uh, there were a, a number of people. It was like thirty or fifty. I've since forgotten that number, mm-hmm. despite having known it at one point. Um, who lined up at the uh, original start place and time um, in Fremantle, Western Australia, which is basically Perth, um, and yeah, started riding the route in a self-supported fashion east. And so Perth is the westernmost. Part? Yeah, that's the uh, the Indian uh, Ocean side okay. of uh, Western Australia, which Western Australia is the west half of the fucking continent. It's like if you took Kentucky and put it in the desert and made it take up half a fucking continent. Right. Mm. Um, so it's like is it, if you had one of those like like growing dinosaur egg things that you put in water and they grow, except you take all the water out and it gets right. huge. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you know it's uh, this is where you know, the Nullarbor uh, the Nullarbor Plain, which 
none of the Australians that I talked to really would let me get off the hook for the way I pronounce that word. Um, How do they pronounce it? Vettersburg. Vettersburg, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Nice. Uh, that was good. Um, no, it's, it's, you know, Australians, it's a funny accent, and I'm not going to try to, you know, do it over right. here. But, okay. like, to, to pronounce it to their, at least one guy's satisfaction, I would have had to, you know, uh, basically affect an Australian accent, which mm. I didn't want to do because, mm, whatever. Yeah, I'll wear a funny hat, but that's as far as it goes. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, the Nullarbor is the treeless plain, but you know, pretty quickly outside of Perth, you're in this kind of coastal beauty, and then day one, there's big fucking climb, and then you're up on this shelf, and it's just nothing for you know kilometers and kilometers, and you know, a couple thousand of them until pretty much Adelaide, mm. and you're you're doing like towns like uh, where it's. Hey, you, you get to a roadhouse, the Norseman Roadhouse. Next place is Baladonia, 198k away, and it closes at 8 p.m. And 198 what, like dollars or kilometers? Really? Oh, kilom- I see what you're saying. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay. Um, so you know, it's about yeah, that's uh, uh, 200k is like 125 miles, uh-huh. um, and so you leave one town. And the next one is 125 miles away, right. and it closes at 8 p.m. And there's no water for free because it's the fucking desert. Um, <laughs> right. Suddenly, like making it to the next place and making sure that you have enough supplies is like it becomes it's a serious fucking thing. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I ended up running into trouble with, well, not trouble, but that took me a little while to get used to, is when something closes in Australia, it's fucking closed. Mm. Like U.S., you can roll into a shitty town, or sorry, a small town, a sleepy town, (laughs) at three in the morning and just bang on the door of the inn and ring the number. Like, it'll take three or four times, but eventually somebody else will say, what? Hi, do you have a room? Uh, I have cash. Fine. Uh, (laughs) And this is what happens in America? (laughs) That's in America. In Australia, you just dial the number and you can see the phone ringing and there's nobody there. Mm. Um, And they're not even saying fuck off. They're just gone. Right. No. Oh, no, we're not open. They're asleep. Oh, you want a room? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, like, well. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I start answering the phones at six. Um, So, you know, it's these roadhouse sprints of trying to get to places. And then also the fun part of, you know, a couple of times having to call ahead and, Hey, I'm gonna be there at about eleven tonight. You're not. Uh, can you leave a? Please, please stay open. Well, no, please. not even. Just like, hey, can you leave a key and a couple beers out? Um, and I did this a couple times, and then rolled up at eleven, and they're like, yeah, it's under the box out front. Um, and then you go, and there's a box with a key yeah. and a couple VBs, and mm-hmm. um, then you go find the room. VBs. Victoria Bitter. Oh, I thought I thought it was Bettersburg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, yeah, that'd that's, be good. That's cool. That'd be good. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I don't have anything funny yeah. to say. To no, that, but yes, I, I had a question just about. Uh, yeah. y- this is the first time you've done huge tours internationally. Yeah, this right? is my international debut. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretentious. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've had you on the show a couple His of times. Debut on the international stage. Because <laughs> yeah, you've a number of uh, like either transnational or uh, completely across the continent things here in yeah. North America, but you finally left the continent. Yeah, this was my fourth kind of event, ultra distance, uh, ultra distance event. Um, even though in this case it was a non-event, but it was still an event. I mean, we had it was the same fucking thing as if it had been a race. <laughs> like we had the tracking. Just the folks who it was, organized it legally can't be seen to be involved at this point. And it was supposed to be self-supported, anyhow. Right. So right. it's what you weren't really changing well, the nature and, per se. Right. And that's the whole bullshit of. The, and again, I'm going to try not to editorialize, but um, the if it is in fact a liability issue um, that led to the cancellation, it is um, the. Issue is like, what is organizing one of these? It's mm. drawing a map, saying, "Hey, let's go fucking do this dumb thing. You're on your own." Mm-hmm. And oh, here's a way to track your stuff with a third party company. Um, and of course, you read the the cancellation notice, and between the lines, it's do it anyway. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, hey, we, we can't be involved. We're not going to post updates to this thing uh, th- through our channels. Uh, we're not connected to the third party you know, a tracking company that people might use if they choose to tour it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then the last line was live because you can, um, which I mean, do it. diet Coke. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean like that one's, I, I fucking love that, you know, live because you can, you know, it was part of a, you know, the be more Mike, do this thing that Mike loved. Yeah. And, like it, it's, if it does end up being a, or having it be a, a liability thing over Mike is a fucking disgrace to his memory. Um, and cause that's not what he was worried about. No, it, it, it's it's getting people out. Do live, live, explore, push yourself. Have you know, have fun in this weird, fucked up sort of way. So anyway, um, yeah, I mean, really, nothing changed from when it was not a race, uh, except that it also kind of did. Mm. Um, and I guess I'm talking in circles here, but uh, I know I ended up noting, noticing what was one of the noticeable differences. Yeah. For for me, it was the losing. Or not losing, but the in the back of your head having it be not a race when it's you know eleven p.m. and you're in a town and the next town is thirty miles away and you know you can get there, but also you know you're tired and you've only done eight hours of riding today. But the, the push factor, right? Well, it's it's it's, it's yeah. Um, you don't have that like low key subliminal. Ooh, it's a race. You mm-hmm. push the pace. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up not moving at the speed that I had originally booked. You know my tickets for. Um, okay. I ended up pretty much. I wasn't going as slow as I felt like at the time. Um, I realized later I, I pretty much matched what I did on Route 66, hmm. uh, which is about 100 112 miles a day average. Wow. Uh, but I booked my flights for like 135, which isn't a big fucking deal. 25 miles a day until it's three weeks in and you're 500 miles off pace. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I ended up calling it in Melbourne um, instead of Sydney. Uh, so I did about 4,000 k of about 1,500. Um, nice. And I'm okay with that because yeah, it's not a race. I wasn't wouldn't have been an official finish anyway. But also, god damn it, <laughs> uh, what was what was like some of the logistics of of changing that? Like having having both the freedom, but then also, you know, for me, like booking a ticket means like I have to be here at, at this time. Yeah. Like, what was some of the logistics that you had to go through? Well, I, I the cool part, or well, not the cool part, but like I had an idea from pretty early on um in the in the event where like by the end of week one i was starting to have an idea of uh you know i'm i'm a little off pace i'm this might this might end up being a thing um and the way it ended up being spaced out uh was you know i knew i could get to melbourne and as i'm rolling in i we're on the great ocean road and i'm kind of making uh you know taking my time to enjoy it knowing that hey melbourne to sydney is something that can happen you know, on a train, it's a seventy dollar mm-hmm. flight. It turns out, but I didn't want to like actually necessarily box the bike up before I got there. Yeah, um, that would have been a requirement for the flight, like for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you you don't get to put a bike on a plane. Yeah, okay. Uh, unless you unless <laughs> like, you own the plane, um, but yeah, yeah, but bikes bikes get packed. There's an right. option. <laughs> uh, yeah, which I don't have that option as it turns out. But um, anyway, so the overnight train was great. It was about the same cost as a hotel room, and I just slept in. They, and they give you a box at the thing and it's a pretty big box i just like was able to smash my bike into it like low-key with a couple zip ties and a multi-tool nice um so that was nice uh and then just you know to, uh, was got to sydney had a couple days there after a couple days in melbourne and got to see a few people finish who i'd ridden with like way earlier on um in the event uh and yeah so i mean it wasn't that big of a deal it was just 
uh, and honestly, I could have done another couple days of riding, but then you're out in the middle of an right. It, out, it was like Adelaide, or and then well, or finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Adelaide, I think it was in Adelaide on day fourteen, maybe. I can't remember exactly. I could pull out the sheet, but I don't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> so anyway, like, I, when I got to Adelaide, I had enough time to make Melbourne. Um, uh-huh. From Melbourne, the next real big stop is Canberra, and Canberra is only 200K-ish from uh, Sydney, and that's the mountain section in the middle, so it's the, the Snowies, as they're uh, referred uh, to by the Aussies. The um, Snowies. The Snowies. Uh, so it's Not like, the Rockies. No. The Snowies. Snowies. It's Alpish, apparently, but um, yeah. yeah, it's a gorgeous part of the world, from what I understand. And like, if I go back, that's where I'm heading. Well, when I go back, let's be real. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> we're starting with that chunk of the route, but uh, it's you know going up there, and it's okay. These are small towns. I mean, I might be able to get a greyhound, but and then on top of that, just kind of yeah, after three weeks on the road, you're starting to kind of be over it. Yeah. I mean, not, do, do you use Greyhound, by the way, in the Kleenex sense? Like, is it their equivalent to Greyhound, or does Greyhound actually operate on the Australian continent? To be honest, I don't know. Just for us bus geeks. I, I, <laughs> you didn't use I, one. You didn't I, see I, one. I, forgot. I, I, I did not. Um, okay. it, was, it was referenced by a couple Australians, but hmm. um, the overnight train from Melbourne seemed to be the... Yeah. Like, I mean, I was, I, I was kind of banking on trains the whole time. I'm like, yeah, it'll be a train, because, you know, you're, you know Australia is still its own weird you know, group of people, but they still have that, you know, it's a big enough place that, yeah, there's overground transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up working out fine. Um, but yeah. I'll cheers to you to that with, uh, with an F bomb. Cheers. From Sickman. F bomb. Where, yeah. where did these come from? Uh, this is uh, the beer mongers at Southeast division in 12. I hear that's a good Been place. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I'm familiar there. Okay. Yeah. Good. Actually, last time I was there, I accidentally spilled a drink cause it was after lads 500. So sorry. <laughs> <beer mongers>. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of lads, yeah. five hundred. Oh yeah, we could we could talk about that for a little while. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, it happened what two weekends ago? No, it was like three, five. Oh, five. That was Gosh, that was less than forty. Like that was less than forty eight hours after I got back from Australia. Right. Oh, uh, really? So I was like, I, whoa. <laughs> you must have been zonked. Well, sort of. And then I just got well. I I, I think it's funny if uh, the the organizer becomes less coherent as. The, the, the event goes on. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's, it's fabulously entertaining. Uh, if anybody hasn't heard the episode that we did from Lads 500, I'm very proud of all the tape that we gathered. It was yeah, a lot some of fun. good tape. Was Aaron right. was riding on cargo bikes and interviewing people on the street, and uh, and DBR was just shouting hoarsely at the end. <laughs> Listen the fuck up, you motherfuckers! These are the fucking winners. I'm uh, giving great. a fucking prize to a goddamn ten year old, which I realized yeah. later that how inappropriate <laughs> that was. I think her father, in particular, has uh, socialized her to accept that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't feel bad, but uh, yes. it's also like nah, I might yeah. have been more tactful. Right, right, right. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, I, I that wasn't ten year old won awards, that prize. But yeah, how cool was that? That. Uh, you know the the Penny. best in show. Yeah, yeah it was it, it was a. Uh, it, it's been pretty obvious every year who's gonna get who that is gonna one. get it. Yeah, and it's we haven't had anybody really throw a fit over it yet. Yeah, because it's always pretty clear that yeah, no, they deserved it. Yeah, right, mm. right. Um, and this year was no exception. And she walked up on the ball to get the speaker and had this just amazed. Like, the look on her face was hilarious. Ten <laughs> year old yeah. wins Bluetooth speaker. Yes. Yeah, just ju- yes. like a Bluetooth suitcase. Yeah, you know with. The, speakers in it and just kind of what and there's a bunch of drunk adults like cheering and chanting <laughs> like, i'm sure it's just a ridiculous experience uh, from 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 inside that skull but yeah. absolutely <laughs> mm. I, I was curious just it sounded like a lot of times you you were going to these roadhouses for supplies you were also going because that was the, like the only place to stay did you bring any sort of bivy or camping setup or anything like that yep yeah, um i have 
for this one, I actually downsized the bivy a little bit. I brought, uh, I didn't, I brought, it was, it's basically a glorified space blanket. There's just kind of, it's a space blanket sewn into bivy or glued, I guess, into bivy shape. Like a, like a mm. mylar sort of thing? Yeah. Like yeah, a balloon? Yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. There's the, the, that mirror fabric. And I didn't actually end up using it because that's like my, my thing with bivvies is they fucking, uh, they don't breathe. So you pretty much always wake up somewhat damp inside uh, a bivy. So yep. I have my sleeping bag and it's an ultralight bag. It's not that warm. Um, but you know, it's not that, you know, if you put on all your layers before you go to sleep and this is actually something that, yeah, I've, you always there's a small step that is easy to forget when you're you know, at the end of a fucking day and camping <laughs> out somewhere. Layer up before you go to sleep, dumbass. Um, and so I had a couple chilly nights of well, I don't need to wear my raincoat to bed. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> so, well, what, you're you're setting up like just after a long ride, so you're right. warm, right? Well, you know? yeah, temperature regulation gets fucked off the bike. You know, yeah. Uh, oh, the wind is gone. Uh, and yeah, 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 but. On top of that, it's also even it was, just on overnights, it's easy yeah, to do that. Yeah. yeah, and it just it's the desert, so it gets just cold enough at night versus at, during oh, the day yeah. that mm. it's weird. And you know, Australia has a strong uh, backpacker culture. Um, you know, the of like the oh, I'm going to take a gap year and go to Europe and backpack around, stay at hostels, that sort of thing. So there are cheap rooms pretty regularly, and like fifty dollars Australian, uh, or like at one for. Like thirty four Australian, which is an Australian dollar is like uh, eighty cents, I think. That's pretty good. So yeah, it's, it's cheap. Eighty uh, American cents. That right. means if you go in as an American, you've got more. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I just kind of food expensive, well, lodging cheap. It, well, the whole thing. These races are just you end up spending a lot of fucking money, and it's my strategy is build a big fucking pile at the front. And then just spend what you need to on the front and make sure that you're not fucked, um, which ends up tends to work out. Mm. Um, I also had for this one, I was doing some some crowdfunding and uh, ended up actually uh, getting a number of donations while I was on the road from just like random Australians who found my Instagram and decided ah. that I was mm. funny for yelling stuff like sheep. Um, i still don't believe that i made good content but uh oh you made great content (laughs) so are these australians like that saw you in real life or just australians who are on instagram and they're like oh here's a guy uh i mean there's there's a lot of people following the the race even though it's not a race and even though it's you know the organizers which are essentially just a marketing team is the point i was kind of starting to make earlier it's a way to bring a solitary activity into a community. Right. Um, but there's a lot of people who were following it last year, a lot of people who have seen their friends talk about it or just met a racer and now we're following it. And you go IPWR and, hey, here's some stuff. Um, and so I had a number of people, you know, just watching the dumb videos that I'm making along mm-hmm. the way or the pretty pictures that I'm posting, which are kind of you know, diametrically opposed. But um, <laughs> so and just, yeah, uh, some were people I met, some were people who I ended up meeting. Um one guy had a, you know, was in Sydney. I didn't get to meet him, but he's uh, got a Wikipedia page and shit. And somebody's like, I'm like, who the fuck is this? They go, oh, that's homeboy. I said, what? Um, <laughs> check him out. Yeah. He's got a Wikipedia page. Well, no, it turns out like he's, uh, uh, I'm not going to name check him, but he's like a you know, host of a popular show. Down the show. Ah, so, okay. like, and he's sending me messages, mate, you know, the way you're, I love seeing the country through your eyes. I just got mm. a picture of like a minor statue and like. Uh, I didn't think it was really like inspired like stuff, and that was one where he reached out and slid into the DMs in the parlance of our times. You got Yankee <laughs> eyes, man. Yeah, or something. Huh? Uh, it's just huh? yeah, hey, it's cool stuff. Um, and hmm. every time I found a big spider and took a picture, I'd get like.
like three Australians going, oh, no, it's just a Golden Globe spider. They're harmless. They're, that's just a huntsman. They're big and hairy looking, but they're fine. Like that's not a spider. This is a spider. So, yeah, speaking of like like fauna in, yeah, yeah. in Australia, like Australia is sort of notorious globally as like, you know, being this this continent that, you know, houses every major like you know yeah poisonous everything wants to kill you yeah 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 yeah. the whole continent just is is not friendly to humans Uh, did you have like any experiences where you were like you're like oh shit there is like this poisonous whatever or no i saw some dingoes i think oh yeah at one point uh I was, it was probably like 11 o'clock, and this was right after I crossed the border into South Australia, and then lost cell reception and crossed the time zone, and my phone and my GPS disagreed about what time it was, mm. <laughs> and had no idea, and no way to connect to the thing. To you weren't d- able to like like reach a compromise between them? Well, I mean, it's like, I, I assume one of these is right, but I also know right. that it's another 30K to the roadhouse that... Is closed. It's a long yeah. arbitration. So like, worst yes. case, well, yes. it started getting a little blustery out, and there's all these mm. road trains, you know, like yep. trailers with three, four trailers on them blowing by, and they're starting to get a little shaky. It's like, no, nah, I'm going to camp because even if I keep going, like, I don't like these fucking things. There's no, the shoulder is soft, the margin is non existent. And, you know, if I, if I, even if I get to the roadhouse, I'm still camping outside. So whatever, we'll stay here. Mm. Um, and that was, uh, you know, right before that, there's saw some. I think they're dingoes, like some dog-like creatures with a furry other creature hanging out of one of their mouths. Or it could have um, been a chupacabra, all the way in Australia. <laughs> that would have been, or uh, fucking Loch Ness monster. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was fine. And then I ended up like that night camping, like in like, you know the, the outback was referred to as the bush. I was actually camping in a literal bush um, because it was the only way I could find to get out of the wind. A bush mm. within the bush. Yeah, it was a bush in the bush. Yep, yeah. and uh, there was like a. A couple different ants' nests right there. Like oh, they're, no. they're the big ones and the small ones. And I said, "Well, this is the best place that I found so far. Uh, we'll just see what happens." And yeah, I'm just in a sleeping bag on the ground in the dirt and hoping. Next to some ants. No, and I'm like, I just hope the ants don't get too curious. Uh, mm. They're fine. But no, I didn't really have any problems with wildlife. Uh, a okay. couple roos jumped out in front of me because they're fucking bastards. I was going to um, ask, did you see any marsupials? And are they cute or are they not? Did they challenge yes. you to a boxing match? No, most of them. Honestly, most of them I saw were dead. Uh, oh, they're like they're, they're fucking deer, uh, and they just like, especially out in Western Australia, like even the Subarus have giant fucking bull bars on the front and he- crazy headlights, um, so that if they hit a fucking roo, it doesn't total their car. Right. Um, mm. It's also fun with the headlights because you know you have bright ass lights on doing a bike packing. Right. Day. And I have a fuck you brightness on the top of my head. If you turn that on, <laughs> you can make them dip their lights from you know a couple k away. And every once in a while, they'll turn their lights back up and they realize you're on a bike and you go, I can play that game. Useful uh, tool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, the fuck you brightness only is good for three hours. If you get <laughs> right. it back down, oh no, I lost my helmet light. And you're back to dynamo only, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the biggest problem I had with wildlife being like aggressive was the fucking march flies, which are oh, these yeah. giant bitey motherfuckers. Mm. And I only had to deal with them for like two, three days, like badly. You know, they were there before and it's like, yeah, I call the big one bitey and you know, whatever. They're easy to kill because they just bite onto you through your clothes and start sucking. They oh, latch in. Damn. I mean, and, they, to be fair, they sucked already. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do, Brock. Um, 
And, anyway, so like they'll just latch onto your shoulder, and you go brush your shoulder, and there's like six of them there, and they just mm. pluck them off. All right, but there's one day in particular going into uh, Kimba. Uh, Kimba is where you first run into the halfway across Australia signs. On the route, it's not technically halfway because it's but whatever, blah blah blah. Like that day during the day, you I couldn't stop riding the bike because you stop, you get fucking swarmed, and oh, these ones are yeah. and they just destroy you. Aaron well, knows what that's like, yes, but with mosquitoes. But with mosquitoes, yeah. yes. Yeah. For the speed that you're going, did you find what was that threshold? Because uh, I was chatting with somebody today about like the speed which one should ride in North mm-hmm. Carolina to avoid ticks, <laughs> and I wonder if there's like a, a correlation or, or I wonder if there's an index for like yeah. annoying species you will encounter on a bike and how fast to ride <laughs> so that you don't have to fuck with them. Not es- fast escape enough. Ve- escape velocity. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the thing is they were they would get you while you were riding, regard like but much less frequently okay um so when you stopped they, they suddenly were like a swarm of them you you take off and you move for like a minute or two and then it's just oh, okay there's just like three of them on my shoulder like and you get to feel a fucking horse bite and kill one of them nathan jones showed up in the comments at one point going oh i knew you were gonna find those at some point i'm like yeah, at least they're <laughs> easy to kill he's like well, Nathan Jones, you know, he's, he's just the vegan thing. He like low key, like he, right. he cares about stuff. He's like, yeah, I lost it at one point and killed like thirty of them. Oh. I, still don't know, <laughs> I still don't know if it was worth it. Uh, oh god, a vegan frenzy. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry, Nathan. Yeah, I, I don't, I he's been outed. Your spot. Yeah, um, he did post it in public though, so fuck him. Okay, there we go. That's, <laughs> right. that, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Uh, Nathan, I love you. Um, I want to see an infographic of that. Seriously, like the escape velocity from like you know biting insects. We should get government funding. Yes. With government funding, we could make it far sillier. <laughs> Someone out there knows how to make infographics. I, I, I'm putting the call out now. If you'd like to design, uh, like how fast you have to, how fast you have to bicycle? Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah, no, we should we should study get a study together, get some entomologists, like to to you know do the actual sciencey stuff. But then we do the writing. And then get some velologists. That 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 would be us, I think. Yeah, you yeah. Know. We'll do some writing. I'll, and then... I'll be a paid participant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what if it? What if it's pro bono? No, no, no. We hey, do this for hey, money. <laughs> we're, we're writing. So, we're writing so here's a, a, here's a mosquito right pocket, a tick bed, and some. You want to just go ride this for free? By the way, yeah. we need to do it in a very controlled way. So you might have to do it multiple a few times. times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds great. Sign me up. <laughs> You heard science? It. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. PPR, first voluntary what was, participant. What was that virus scare for a while a few years ago that we thought? Zika? Like, was it Ebola? Z- yeah. No, no. SARS? Zika? I was thinking about SARS the other Sar- day. Mm. Oh, really? We've been scared a number of times, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so so which is it? Which is, is worth the uh, the riding through the swarm of mosquitoes? Oh, death, awa- oh. death awaits us yeah. all. <laughs> Beautiful things well are temporary. Just, yeah, okay. What is it? Mem- memo mortem? Memento Mori. Uh, that's it. Remember, yeah. you will die. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> this has been the most joyfully morbid episode we've ever <laughs> hey, done. You know, absurdism slash nihilism doesn't have to be uh, doesn't have to be a sad thing. No, you, it doesn't. You can, it's great. So uh, on the Great Ocean Road in Australia, there was a we pulled up, and the Great Ocean Road is like Yellowstone, but on the coast, kind of. I mean, there's a shit out and shit analogy, but like, there's a lot of just famous geological features, and a lot of people who are there just to see these geological features, but. I pull up to one of the first ones, and there's a sign that says, you are here for one small moment in time. And it goes on to talk about, like, geological time scale. 
Um, oh yes, uh, but like I just I love that sign. Like mm. let's give it up to the nihilists who wrote this sign. <laughs> 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 you are here for one small moment in time, and so far that's been accurate because I was there for one small moment in time. I actually just watched a PBS video about geological timescale and how rock and land actually look more like liquids on like the that time scale on that big of a time scale and how like you know plate tectonics yeah. move and stuff like mm. that. Oh yeah. You know when you're when you're talking about like millions of years mm-hmm. uh, That's one of the things and the that, way things move like like yeah, yeah it, it moves like a liquid as opposed to hmm. you know what we it, see as solid. Time is constant, but it's also relative. Yes. 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 You know, it's uh why have we found other species? Well, because a billion years is a second or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, uh, there's also the like glass is liquid technically, right? Because yes. if you look at yep. old old window panes and old houses, like they're wider at the bottom than they are at the top, and that's how my house was when I moved in. I think Actually, that's a still is apocryphal, but oh yeah, I'm not certain. They're, but they, they they do have like the there's that ball of pitch at one of the colleges. Oh where, right, the pitch drop, the pitch drop. That's where, right. Like, every 130 years, the fucking drop falls off. Yeah. Um, wow. And uh, so there's just, oh, hey, a drip happened. And it's like happened three times. Since I was going to say, it's only happened yeah. so often, yeah. Since like mm. the 1700s. And it's not it's not predictable. Like you, So far, they yep. haven't been able to like make a mathematical algorithm to predict when the next one is going to happen. Not enough data. When See, did your ride across Australia feel like the pitch drop? I, I don't follow. <laughs> was there ever a time? <laughs> what? When what you were, what, I think it just happened. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever a time when what you uh, were doing seemed interminable? You're like, this is going to drop at some point, but it just like it's going on forever. Oh, well, no, I mean, like one of the things I love about long distance riding and this particular form of long distance riding where uh, as somebody that Trans Am's coming up. So, of course, the Internet's been a flutter with all idiots sort of getting ready for the that. Trans-America race. Trans-Am. Uh, 2018. Yeah, 2018, starting June 3rd in Astoria, Oregon. Place your bets. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know a bookie. <laughs> it's, I've got actually, it's, I've been thinking about something. Like, you got a pool? They, <laughs> no, but like, I think it'd be fun to do like a fantasy Trans-Am. Is it off That passed though, they just legalized state gambling. Or, or state facilitation. Oh, of. shit. It was always legal unless you got caught. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They, you're right. It's yeah. no longer federally illegal, and they've left it up to the states Correct. now. Yes. Yeah, I guess that's that's a much better way to put it. Well, the issue was, like, some states were already grandfathered in um, as Nevada, far as, like, Nevada, and I think Montana was one of them. Possibly Oregon? Anyways, I think Oregon some was states the, were already, was like, grandfathered in, in when, yeah. yeah, when they made, like, professional sports or sports in general, sports betting, uh, illegal federally. Mm-hmm. And just recently, um, Supreme Court, was it? It was I, a Supreme Court yeah, decision. Yeah, so. I haven't actually decided. Like, that's one of the recent decisions that I haven't dived into the jurisprudence on. But Yes. I, I haven't either. <laughs> I just it's, know it happened. It happened, and you can probably bet now. But anyway, uh, yeah, Trans Am's coming up. What was the original point of that? <laughs> what I was asking was, uh, was there ever a time when like what you were doing just felt like, oh, I, I, I this end, oh, okay. I, I want to find the end of this, and it's just, just not happening. When, when, when did it suck? Um, that was an easy way to ask the question. Yeah, pretty regularly. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's... So everybody should do this, right? Yeah. Uh, trade existential suffering for physical suffering um, for a period of your life, and it, you'll, you'll learn some stuff about yourself and uh, find that shitty physical strife beats, uh, you know, normal life any day of the week, at least to my estimation. Mm. In a less thing way, I mean, one of the things I love about it is that it's the best thing in the world and the worst thing in the world. Um, and 
uh, you know, there were a couple things where I was ruminating in the kind of daily recaps or whatever um, of today really sucked. I had a touch of the melancholies for no fucking reason. And sometimes it's fleeting moments. Sometimes it's hours, minutes, sometimes days suck, but then there, that goes away. And it's the duality of it is one of the beautiful things about this style of writing of, uh, you know, the, like touring versus racing really comes down to, um, touring is, you know, uh, you know where you're going, you're doing a set distance, you're, and you're, every day you have a goal of where you're going, where you're going to get to next. That's kind of determined before that morning. Whereas racing is, just see how much you can get done. Ride as much as you can. Uh, and that's kind of, that stylistic approach is, the, in my head, the kind of differentiator, you know, in as much as it can be. Um, so yeah, it, it's, a lot of it sucks. Like, Badly, you know, it's when when the, the flies are getting you and your brain is looped on. Oh, why haven't I heard from? Or you know, oh my, whatever you're ruminating on because uh, it's there, or just for no fucking reason. And you know, you put on Billy Ocean and you're still kind of sad, which is weird. And then you're annoying. Mm-hmm. Love really hurts without you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's if you can be sad listening to Billy Ocean, then something's wrong. But it's also okay, you know, it's. Well, you know, you're kicking the shit out of yourself. You are on a bike in the middle of Australia. Right. And, you know, it's... But then there's the, what the fuck am I doing? Like, when you're out of water. Like, at one point, uh, it was a 150K stretch, and I said, yeah, I can do that with three liters of water. That'd be no problem. And Mm. then there was just enough of a headwind, and it was just a little enough hotter than I expected that that wasn't enough. Uh, And I sat down under a tree at one point and found a uh, little plastic bottle of sealed water and like i mean and what? It's all this like mm. all this uh you know road yeah, sun tea um not the sun i was making sun tea in my pockets because cool thing about hotels in australia they come with tea and bickies oh there you go oh, wait right. what was it bickies bickies uh biscuits cookies oh, oh okay gotcha so, even the shitty 50 dollar hotel room has a tea packet a thing of milk and some cookies usually the cookies are the first ones to go and it's a really cheap hotel but right anyway uh and so i was just like having a bottle in a jersey pocket making tea there uh, we go but i don't think that's what all the other yellow bottles on the side of the road were <laughs> most likely not yeah probably not but, uh, but this was clear this was clear and it was sealed and i said mm, that might come in handy and so i tucked it into the jersey pocket and it had been there for a while like the label kind of one of those things where you kind of looked, touched it and it crumbled into dust <laughs> away. it's like yeah that, that that's seen many days and but it's, plastic it's, lasts a long time yeah and the water tasted like it. Sure, um, when sure. I, I did end up cracking into that at some point. But plastic like, water is better than no water, I guess. Oh, at it some was point, right. Um, <laughs> and then at some point, I ended up catching up with a uh, weirdly enough one of two teenagers I ended up riding with on this race, uh, both Australians. Um, and uh, I didn't realize this guy was a teenager for a while because we got a pint the first night we were hanging out. And is that legal? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's it's, it's, a, it's a normal age. You know, Beautiful. Yeah. Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen can get pints. The other guy was seventeen, so he couldn't get pints. <laughs> and we'll assume that's exactly how that went down. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, he, he was kind of flag, like flagging down cars as we're like trying to get into Cool Guardy, mm. and just uh, there's an old dead roadhouse, and they had a VB sign out front, Victoria Bitter, which was my kind of beer du jour down there. Uh, not really, but it was the one that I think. Actually, I was trying to figure out what the thing is. I think it's like Pabst, but I was going to ask what would it funnier? compare to. Yeah, it's. I think it's like you know Budweiser with the America thing, but without like the bullshit like thing that goes with Budweiser. Mm. E pluribus unum. 
what? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> like hey, it, like they're self aware about like well, yeah, how, it, how cheesy it is. It's not good beer, but it's yeah. also it's not bad beer. Yeah, it's uh, been that, there, they've been brewing that's since all you like have to be seventeen. Like it's, they've been brewing it for fucking ever, and yeah, it's decent enough. But yeah, VB, it's oh, it's always time for a VB. Um, but they had the sign out in front of this old like, boarded up roadhouse, and I was sitting there like knocking on windows. Well, um, oh, and then that wasn't going to work. So I'm like looking around for a spigot on the outside because I had a little, uh, you know, a key in case they took the knob off. Mm, that oh. is a that is a solid choice. I never used it. Yeah, um, but I had it in case it came in handy. Okay, yeah, um, because and, that's the thing you'll find even like stateside here you'll mm-hmm. find like spigots that are active. You could get water out of them, but the handle has been removed. With the so I mean it's an anti vandalism thing, so nobody can come by and just turn it on. And go, <laughs> your water's <laughs> fucked. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, that's so, a dick move. No one should do that. No one should do that. The hard part is the tap key is actually super heavy. So I think that there might be a market if you own a titanium or aluminum mm-hmm. drilling thing and can <laughs> make a lightweight machine. tap key, you could probably sell six of those. <laughs> um, you know, could you 3D print them? Could someone make one for us right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it ex- Send it to Shapeworks. Yeah, I'm sure it exists. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I didn't end up using that, but like while I'm over here like looking for, you know, and getting angry at this place for not have, not being open, you know, Henry's flagged down a car and some... A you know, guy in a you know outback uniform of you know short shorts, no sleeves, and a funny hat. Um, you know, hops out and is topping off and whatever. So he made it into town, and of course, that's one of the things that's technically not within keeping with the rules. Oh, because mm-hmm. uh, the rules right. don't matter. Well, requesting help. Okay, like, if somebody offers help, cool. And this is one of those gray areas where, especially if you're at the back of the pack, like we are, it's okay. I mean. The, Technically, yeah, but also, where's the grayism come from? Like, is it from an ethical standpoint or from a right? I mean, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the self sufficiency thing is a self imposed set of restrictions to take something and make it harder, basically. Mm -hmm. But Um, if if hard equals like medically. like dispositioned because you don't have water. Like I, I feel like they're yeah. It's fair play to ask. Well, sure. I mean, and it's yeah. I mean, uh, but at the same point, you're probably not going to die. You should have planned better, um, <laughs> Like it, it, it's. I mean, it. it, it asking for water is sure. not one of the things. Like it really that comes down to who's doing it, and gotcha. um, it's some people take it really strict and really want to follow the self sufficiency thing like to the fucking letter. Things like that, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a bottle fill from somebody else, but yeah, on Trans Am one time last year, I, uh, when I was going. Speaking through, of a bottle fill, ooh, bottles, clink, clink, clink. There's a time I was uh, the long stretch in uh, Idaho. You in, on Trans Am, you go through a national park, and there's all these campgrounds. But I kept go, dropping in to find water, and there's a fucking river right there. I know there's fucking water, but mm. I couldn't find a tap. Um, and ran into another race. I'm like, man. It, there's no fucking no water in one of these. Like, well, the one I tried did. I'm like, God damn it. Hmm. He's like, well, do you want one? I've got three bottles. No, no, I'm not out yet. It's fine. And I ended up did find, you know, found some. It was one of the old school, like, pump, oh, yeah. pumpy ones. Yeah. Like, which, are always, which is always the best water, you know, when it's uh, literally pumped out of the ground. If you have to work for it. Right. Yeah, it's, it comes out cold and mountain fresh. It's like... You know, Even if you're not by a mountain. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it was near a mountain at some point in its, you know, in water's existence. But anyway, uh... So yeah, back and forth, but it's little things like that of just being out in the desert and just oh well, small things. Water ended up being like becoming a big fucking thing. Uh, I don't know. That was a more coherent sentence when I started it <laughs> in my in my head. I intended it to be. You're you're good. So so do you say 
of people that did the route did what was the percentage that miss or underestimated the strength of the desert like that factor um i don't know okay um is the real answer i mean i was one thing that was uh, interesting about this particular event was the mid pack was either either I wasn't on the mid pack because uh, I kind of was doing 120 instead of 150 right off the bat. People in the middle. Yep. Yeah. The yeah the the the, the mid pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd ask. Okay. The median. Yeah. The, the, level. The, the, the middle. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, it's there. Uh, a lot of the people doing this were much uh, were going quite quickly, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. But I mean. I don't think anything you can do can will prepare you really for the Nullarbor. Um, like there were a number of people who had done it last year or who were from Australia and kind of, you know, the Nullarbor has this kind of mythical status. Like mm-hmm. I met somebody on the plane there who, hey, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm down under, it's, well, I'm going to ride across. You're going to ride across the Nullarbor. Um, just by when I mentioned that I was going from west to east, mm-hmm. you're crossing that. It's like, yeah. Well, good luck out there. Bring water. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, I mean, desert riding is its own thing. I mean, and it was kind of like this with uh, when I crossed the Mojave on 66, where um, just wide open spaces with no resupply in a kind of unforgiving environment kicks the shit out of you. Um, and then also just provides in its own weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, I didn't quite get to sleep in a hangar. But, well, I'll tell you the story about Cockobitty. Uh Cocklebitty was the place where I called in. Uh, this was right after the 90-mile straight road, which is literally 90 miles of a straight road. Um, what that, was the GPS route like? It was just go straight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's so... line. Yeah. <laughs> I got to the end of that, and there was this roadhouse, and had actually a really good dinner there, but the guy who was behind the counter was a fucking... Ooh, I almost used an Australian word. Um, he was uh, less than pleasant. Mm. What, what would you say in Australia? Wait, are we allowed to? No, it, it, it's <laughs> there. There are certain forms of language that are acceptable in uh, Australia that don't not here. Uh, don't translate. Well okay, to you. gotcha. Um, at so the time, in the blank. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Australian listeners, you know what he's about to say, and a lot of you Americans probably too. But anyway, uh, like he was just he was like one of those anti bike idiots, despite the fact that like, hi, I just spent fifty dollars here on liquids before I got dinner, like. There's six other people here who are doing the same fucking thing. And you got the lip after that. And I know that there's 30 people in front. Um, and he was doing things like they have a water pitcher in the fridge with the you know tartare sauce to go with the fish and chips. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to top off water. No, you can't have any of that. It's like, what the? Uh, no. He's like, Why not? Well, it's like, you know, yeah. it's, that's for a table. I'm like, I just, I have a table. I just gave you fucking food. Anyway, he was being a dick. And mm. um, he was also complaining about... Apparently, a couple of nights before, uh, somebody had gotten a room and put six people in it, which to me says, well, you got paid for a room, didn't you? Um, but well, I don't know. Apparently, there might be some cultural things there. Anyway, I, I didn't mm. I wasn't going to give him any more fucking money, and I had more riding to do that night. So I pushed on to Cocklebitty, but it wasn't going to make that roadhouse in time. So I called ahead. This is where I said, hey, leave a key and a couple pints out. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got there around 11 o'clock, found my key and uh, you know my cans of VB, and was like, hey, K20. I said, cool. Go over to the buildings and, hey, here's room 20. Key doesn't open the fucking door. Uh-oh. Um, and, you know, I'd spent a couple of days. I I'm re- I'd camped out the night before. I'm ready for a fucking shower. I need to plug my stuff in. Um, and it's windy. I don't want to fucking camp. Um, and I, God, I didn't paid for a room. Although, technically, the note that they left me also said, hey, your card didn't work. Come see us in the morning. Ah. Um, so neither does uh, your key. <laughs> yeah, well, so, I mean, but why provide the I key? Been a dick, but also, <laughs> whatever. I'm not going to, like, I'm in the outback. I'm not going to do this. So, anyway, I start, I wouldn't open the door. I'm like, okay, well, 
K20. What the fuck is K20? And so maybe there's another thing. So I started wandering all around this thing. It took a while. And like, I'm making dumb videos. I'm like, and at one point, crack one of my beers. And I'm drinking it. And they find, keep finding like these. This was no- maybe one of the more enjoyable moments yeah, this that was, I had watching you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was one of the, you know, you're asking about parts that suck. This was, yes. this was uh, you know, it wasn't. It didn't suck as much as some of the other ones, but it was definitely a, well, this is a serious situation. Yeah. Um, and I, I, so I'm drinking a fucking <laughs> beer, wandering around, and uh, I found out in the morning that K20 was out back. And I go, oh, past the barking dogs and the no trespassing right. sign? Uh-huh. <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And I go, yeah, it's the fucking outback, and there's a no trespassing sign and barking dogs. I'm you not going to fuck seriously. with that. <laughs> yeah. well, and the cool thing is, like, I realized pretty early on that by just talking the way I talk, I'm instantly... Oh, you're not from around here, which is the generic American accent is like 90% John Wayne, 10% California. Um, but anyway, so it's, it's she ended up not have, really having an issue with what ended up happening because I was in a real room instead of a bike packer room, or uh-huh. a backpacker room, but whatever. Uh, when I finally just got sick of it all, I said, fuck it, and started trying random doors. Uh, with this, we'll do it live. With this key. I said, fuck it, we'll do it live. And so I started just trying, like, you, you can tell which room has a car in it or which room has people in it because there's a car out front. I could tell which room my bike people were in because there were bikes out front or like a chamois hanging up. Or oh, whatever. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to so rent- When door? the chamois is hanging on the door, that means, <laughs> that means come on in. <laughs> it's like, no, well, that means don't come in. That means leave some VBs. Uh, these are all folks that, like, I, I would love to see them, but it's also like, I know that if I, would, if I had a room and somebody started banging on the door at midnight and I'd gone to sleep at nine, I would just about murder them. So I'm not, yeah. not going to fuck with it. So I just started trying random doors, and it turns out 17 opened, no problem. Um, so, uh-huh. hey, I'm in. Look at that. I got a room. All right. Got a shower, got a bed, plugged all my shit in. It was great. Went to pay the next morning. I'm like, hey, you gave me the wrong key. She goes, oh, you went to the out back? And, no, I went to 17. What? And so I go show her. And she was kind of, she was kind of like, I'm like, we did have the whole discussion about the barking dog and the no trespassing sign. She still, I'm like, I think still has kind of her hands on her hips a little bit. Hmm. And then puts the key in the door and turns it, and the door fucking opens. And she goes, oh. Well, well, we'll call it fifty bucks. So I gave it's I no, and it's it ended up being the exact same fucking thing. It's I used yeah. a bed, I took a shower, so it's like okay, sheets, a towel, and some electricity, and mm-hmm. you know, I, maybe I filled a water bottle out of the sink, but like, it washes it, out. It, it, it's the same thing as if I had been in the small shitty room. It wasn't sold anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, it all worked out. But yeah, it's just yeah, <laughs> and it's better than like your well, your, the mental anguish of the outback of the outback. Right. Well, and also just, you know, if had I ended up being forced to camp that night, that would have been uh, a big fucking mental drain um, of looking forward to having a shower, like knowing, Mm -hmm. okay, hey, my cash battery is dead. My helmet light is dead. I need to plug this stuff in. Um, Like other or. If I, if I don't get this plugged in tonight, my phone's probably going to die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, or my, you know, my, I was running the GPS off the Dynamo, but whatever. Like, that would have been a big fucking thing um, if I had camped. And it also would have sucked because it would blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I ended up, oh, hey, you got problems? Fucking fix them. Make it work. Um, and uh, that's one of the beautiful things about the this sort of thing is, oh, hey, it's broken? Cool. Fix it. Yeah. Oh, you're pissed mm-hmm. off. Good. I mean, is, is, is that is that is that helping forward progress? Okay. Well, cool. So yeah, you, know, you can be pissed off, but also fix the fucking problem. Right. Um, and so yeah, you learn a certain level of of like accepting your situation, acceptance of circumstance. Right, uh, right. The other teenager I was talking with, Justin, um, who's like I I didn't I met him on day two, morning of day two. We rode together. I didn't see him again until day seven. We crossed paths at dinner at a roadhouse, and then I didn't 
see him again until Adelaide. And we did like from Adelaide to Melbourne, basically mm-hmm. riding together. But yeah, he's 17 and just crushing this thing on a fucking Peugeot. Mm-hmm. Um, and nice. talking about like acceptance of circumstance was the way he phrased it. And I instantly go, yeah, I'm using that. That's mine now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, just thing is, uh, he was talking about being on the 90 mile straight and sending someone a message who was up in front. When does this hill end? And the response that came back was, what hill? Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was a Dutch hill uh, where there's a headwind. Um, I spent, oh, the, yeah. I spent oh, the whole day standing yeah, yeah. in mm. the drops, like basically yep. just in a finish line sprint position for, All na- day. for 90 goddamn miles. Oh, man. In full sun, blah, oh, blah, blah. Wow. Um, and, that does sound bad. Yeah. Well, and then, and then you end, that, w- that ended at the roadhouse with the... Uh, uh, with the bad. less 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 than, than ideal person. roadhouse work, <laughs> the uncharitable yes. gentleman, yeah, <laughs> uh, uncharitable gentleman. But there's this there's this thing where you just you that's where you're at. Yep. That's your circumstances. Yep. You can either pedal through it or yep. and accept it, or you know you yeah. cannot get anywhere. It's and, it's enforced stoicism. It's uh, yeah. Know, Marcus Aurelius. It's uh, has a thing of, and I'll butcher this quote. Forgive me. Um, it's. Uh, you're, Marcus Aurelius, the the YouTube philosophizer. No, no. <laughs> Marcus Aurelius, the the actual Marcus. Yeah, Aurelius. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the philosopher emperor. Um, but you know, it's it's, it's you know, uh, your your response to something is uh, you know is your reaction to something is fully in your control, um, and is it something that is helping? Okay, cool. Then just drop that, uh, yeah. and so. What ends up, it kind of just becomes a triage thing of, oh, hey, my feet hurt and my ass hurts and my hands are starting to not work. And okay, but that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Oh, hey, I, my tire is flat and my pump is broken. Mm, well, okay, let's figure out how to fix the pump. Um, that also happened only once. Oh, yeah. One flat the whole time. Very good. I, 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 can, say, good. I can say that out loud now. Cheers. Not, yeah. Well, technically, I still am riding those tires, but uh, yeah. yeah it's, there we go. Um, yeah, one flat. Um, at, at another particularly dark moment of the trip, mm-hmm. uh, turns out Australia shuts down for Good Friday. Oh, uh, really? Like, In no total. Way. Like Easter is Easter weekend is a like public holiday, and Good Friday is it's like Good Friday and the Monday after are like public holidays, and things just shut the fuck down. Yeah. And I spent the night before getting drunk with some sheep herders, which was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, it's uh, I learned about which sort of sheep are. Uh, insert Australian word here and it turns out they all are oh yeah, um, yeah it's, oh yeah that one that's a Madsen sheep yeah a bunch of um, <laughs> there you go. and uh, I'm, really, I'm not going to say that word on air alright um, but uh, anyway so I spent the night before getting drunk and slept until like noon because yeah, I'd closed out the pub earlier and they kicked us out at like 11.55 because uh-huh. apparently you can't sell alcohol on Christmas or Good Friday oh sure um, and so we had to be the fuck out the pub yeah um, anyway, could so you I, take some with you <laughs> I mean, it was in my bloodstream. You oh, can be yeah. drunk on Good Friday. <laughs> yeah. You can be drunk on Good you Friday. You just can't be but... served. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, so the first town I went through, and like I was at the pub, and like, I had a good, like I'm finally back into the part of ta- uh, the world where, hey, there's like three, four towns that I could conceivably ride in tonight. Like in the next 30 miles, there are like several places. And I'm calling in, hey, do you have a room? Nah, it's Easter weekend, mate. Okay. Um and so I ended up just like hanging out at the pub. I just missed the kitchen, but they ended up hooking up, hooking me up a bowl of chippies, a uh, bunch of French fries, um, nice. and uh, <laughs> which like after a long ride, French fries yep. are, really, it, yeah, it, it sums it up with some red sauce. Yeah, I also like that you're not doing the Australian accent, but it comes out sounding kind of Irish. 
<laughs> it was better down there. Like, I, I, I already kind of used the word cheers a lot. And at one point, sure. I was riding in like some uh, somebody like a pedestrian waved us through, and I was riding with an Australian. And we both can go cheers, and I realized oh, I just said that in Australia. That, that's I, me. I know, <laughs> that, that, that word is now different. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so the first time I went through after waking up hungover in a park after getting drunk with a bunch of sheep herders was everything was open. And so I, I had lunch normally. I had a fish burger because it's Good Friday. Yeah. Um, there was a bike shop even, and like it was. I'm like, oh, hey, did bike. you get fish at the bike shop too? I didn't. Okay. Um, but uh, they also didn't have the part that I needed or that I thought I needed at the time. Um, mm. anyway. Uh, and so I just kind of did like a normal stock up. You know, ate lunch, got some bars and stuff, filled it up, thinking, yeah, it'll be fine. You know, there's a bunch of towns. Mm. Didn't see another place open for 150 kilometers. Had you Ooh. known? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, and it was. I was down to my emergency chocolate as I'm getting into this last place. Uh, Claire, uh, the Claire Valley is the wine growing region outside of Adelaide, mm. and I'm finally like, and I'm it's emergency chocolate, like actual chocolate that you need to like have calories, right? We're just you know, keep survive. the fucking pedals turning. Yeah. It's it's it was one of those where I, I think the phrase, I, I can't tell if I'm angry, bonked, tired. Or all of the above, <laughs> yeah. And like because there's a certain point where you know you just lose glycogen levels and can't physically turn the pedals anymore. Yes. I, I haven't done that on a race ever. I've been close, but anyway, like, the physical was, bonk, the emotional bonk, right. the, yeah. Yeah, well, it was it was it was a it was a dire not dire it was a serious situation. Um, and you know, I have a I had a bar of chocolate that I had tucked into a different bag, you know, than the food bag, and that was there pretty much strictly for this. And it was a, actually a fancy chocolate bar and with a foil, and I had to nice. kind of like sit there, like it had what mel- kind of chocolate was it? I don't know, just some like like the, the, you know the fancy dark ass chocolate that matter. you get from like New Seasons. <laughs> it was one of those things, except somebody had given it to me who like uh, yeah anyway. Um, and it, so I, I'm still having to like pick foil out of it because it's all melted into mm-hmm. it. Oh, and on yeah. the side of the road, just sitting on a guardrail, kind of angry and just <laughs> grumpily picking foil out of it, and then got enough into me that Stupid I could keep Stupid chocolate going. could keep uh, me alive. This BP <laughs> better be open. Uh. Um, <laughs> Wait, so, British Petroleum? Yeah, like the gas station. That's yeah. what they have down there. Yeah, yeah. There's, really? there's a lot of BPs. Really, um, and. A lot of them are the kind of truck stop, uh, like when it's not like the road houses where, hey, there's a thing here and it's a hotel, gas station, servo, you know, convenience store, uh, whatever. Could you get VB at the BP? No. Oh. They, uh, the VP uh, the VB comes from the bottle Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's, uh, no, uh, you, you, can't, you can't get alcohol at, um, most, oh. uh, at the most places. A lot of the road that houses- That seems sensible. I'm going to drive my car. Would you also sell me some booze? Well, the, fun, the funny thing is that, like, once you get to town, they actually have, like, these, like, sheds that, like, open up. And so it's a thing that it's closed, and then it opens up, and it's a drive-through. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I rode through one of those, like, right before I got to Victoria. I had, I had to have some VB for some Victoria bitter really when do. I crossed into Victoria. For victory. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, got, I just rolled through on the bike and got a couple. And, and for Victoria. Yeah. And for Victoria. VB. Anyway, uh, uh, what was the... <laughs> I'm sorry, I threw you off. No, it's fine. I, I'm just uh, we can keep saying you're it. talking about picking out chocolate. Oh, okay. So or yeah, picking foil I got out to of clear, chocolate. Like, so I roll yes. into town, and it's this. Uh, I'm like, I'm finally getting to town. I'm really fucking excited. And I get to the bottom of the hill, and there's a BP that's everyone's assured me is open. Oh no, that's part of the on the run network. It'll be open, and mm. it's Good Friday, right? It's Good Friday. Yeah, and, I, and I, I, I'm pretty close to fucked if I don't find some food and like there are no vending machines in Australia which mm. is stupid although I did find one at a very specific, very opportune moment none I found one really yeah which is really ridiculous you'd think these places that are like 200k from anything would at least have like hey here's a coke yeah but uh one 
one vending is none vending, basically. Well, yeah, and that, and that one actually did kind of. That was on that was on the Easter Monday. That was on the other side of. Uh, oh, that was on Easter the, Monday. The, the Monday after Easter. Yeah, is yeah, that also yeah. a holiday for them? Sort of. Really? I think so. I don't know. It was Easter. Wow. It was like it was. We're it was, getting gypped here in the states. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, you have no idea, man. <laughs> when I was in Mexico City, they called it Semana Santa, which is like Saints yeah, Week, yeah, which is actually two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, because yeah. they're saints. Mexico City actually, um, well, I wouldn't say becomes a ghost town because it's like twenty million people. It goes from twenty million people to like fifteen million people. Maybe that's a lot of people. Which, yeah, yeah, like a lot of people who can like <laughs> yeah. all just leave the city, right? To like go to all of these like uh, sacred, more sacred, like. More kind sacred tourist, than Mexico City. Touristy places, yeah. but yeah, they're considered like sacred places sure. to like celebrate the the saints' weeks and stuff. Yeah, we're totally getting ripped off here. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's pro- <laughs> Protestant, then again. Protestant work ethic didn't <laughs> then really. Again. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> but I'm <it's>... converting. <laughs> <laughs> to what to Australian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, like so, uh, the the first BP was not open, and it pretty much destroyed destroyed me for like 30 seconds then i got over it and, and realized that hey this town has two bps and rolled around the corner and the uh, put on the hallelujah chorus there yeah, it is yeah, a video yeah. and it's nice. like hey there's lights and i roll and i spent there like, we go I, sp- I spent a lot of money there on like potatoes and stuff <laughs> he is <laughs> vending yes. well yeah he is vending indeed it's, it was oh you have stuff and you also cook stuff so i got like a pie and a bunch of chocolate and like i got a bunch of cereal like I, oh yeah i basically got enough food that i never ran out of food again on the trip <laughs> at that point like the, yeah i had a lot of calories when i started that day it wasn't like an obscene amount but it was like it could have been a little better had i known but I, after that it was not a problem mm. um, but it also wasn't a problem anyway anyway so that was the uh uh yeah, emergency uh, restocking experience. So do you have any rides coming up on the future, or is it taking a little hiatus for now? Right now, I don't have plans for uh, future Ultra. Um, I'm sure I will. Um, it's, on the other hand, it's kind of been... So my first Ultra was the Scenes Mazama in uh, July 2016. Rock and roll. Then I did... 66 in October 2016. Then I did Trans Am in uh, June, July 2017. And then I did this one March, or April, March, April this year. So it's like every eight months or so on average, I'm doing one of these things. And that's mm. a not a real thing. Like uh, I, I've been making uh, a number of uh, questionable financial decisions to justify this sort of thing um, and kind of really organizing the lifestyle to pursue this. Mm-hmm. At this point, I really am looking forward to kind of backing off a little bit. And, you know, like last summer, because of Trans Am, I didn't really get to do any of the just go ran, go ride random uh, forest roads sort of <laughs> mm-hmm. bullshit. That I really, Finding you can drag your bikes or, through snow with me. <laughs> right. Or, you know, I, I'll take you out and try to find Gunner's Lake and show you, hey, yeah, this is where the road should be, um, which is the sort of thing that, you know, I love doing that sort of stuff, but I didn't really get to do any of it last year because all of it was about, okay, I'm going to ride to Virginia, which, I mean... Granted, I, you can't really say that in a dismissive voice without sounding like an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, I guess I gotta do this yeah. ultra. But I mean, as far as yeah, I, I, as of right now, I don't have any plans. When I came back, I did start a full time office job for the first time since September, August, September, twenty sixteen, right before Route sixty six. Mm. Um, and so, all right, I, we're gonna take it easy a little bit uh, for a little while. That said. I didn't finish the IPWR route, and technically the clock is still running. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was canceled after all. Well, it was it was canceled, and you know, um, 
you know, it's it, the clock doesn't stop. It's a single stage race, so I'm still racing right now. Aha! I just had to come back to run lads, and eventually yeah, I'll make it yeah, back down. You and complete. Do a multi multi year finish, but <laughs> that's uh, kind of a, that, that in its own sweet way, that's a record of its own. Yeah. Um, Biggest hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Um, Welcome back to Team DFL. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, and then, I mean, eventually go to Europe and do TCR, um, the uh, my call, the race my call started, which is... That's the transcontinental yeah. race? Transcontinental race, which is... The European continent. Slightly different format than uh, the others. It's more alley cat ish um it's oh yeah because jones did that it's just like go find these points there there are four checkpoints with usually a parkours uh, section of thou shalt ride this usually a climb because mike likes to fuck with you um right or liked mm, he's still doing it he still does um and the crew that's running it is actually serious fucking riders anyway yeah. uh so it's usually a climb to a gorgeous fucking lookout or a weird castle or something but like there so there are these specific sections of you need to ride you need to make this place by this time and then you make up your own route to the next place hmm. um and so it's a it's a nice it's a tweak on the format or a slightly different format that is super interesting um but you know it's a that'll be a yeah, you know, a different thing. There's also a couple new races happening this year. There's uh, there's around Denmark, which is that's a short a short race in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. It's I think thousand k. Yeah, so it's a sprint really. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, that's happening. There's uh, there's the just a thousand k. It's only a thousand k. North Cape Tarifa is happening for the first time. Um, you guys remember Stefan Strike? No. I don't think so. Stefan was Didn't leading. they do like Born to be Wild? No. Well, that's <laughs> Steppenwolf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, the magic carpet ride after that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, Stefan was the guy who was leading the Trans Am until Lael passed him with like 100 miles to go a couple years ago. Oh, okay. And like ended up out sprinting him. Like, so a serious fucking rider. And I'm pretty sure he's involved with North Cape Trifa and a couple of people who I know from Trans Am who are riding that. But that's a, basically a, it's a North-South European thing. Start up in Norway somewhere, ride down to Spain somewhere. And I, those might be countries. It's the ride of the divide <laughs> of Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, sort of. I mean, yeah. it's, it's still road bikes. Um, but uh, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a new route and we'll see how it goes. But in the kind of Trans Am format. Yeah. Uh, there's the one around Ireland, the Transatlantic Way, which actually this year is going to be one to fucking watch. Uh, Jesse Carlson and Sarah Hammond, um, the Australians who, by and large, they invented the Indy Pack. Um, we can say that. I think with straight faces, um, they're headed there. A number of Australians are that, that one should be a good race. I mean, that, that one, it's just, it's a loop of the coast of Ireland. So not only are you on thin sheep roads that are like fucking pointy up and down, Mm. it's a headwind the whole way and it's raining the whole time. Um, (laughs) so it's, uh, it's got a particular sort of anger on it. So anyway, there are a number of races that I'm aware of that I follow that I would like to do at some point, but as of right now, I don't have plans to do them. And, I'm kind of excited to uh, kick back and, you know, pay down the credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, if, and if folks want to follow up on your shenanigans or future plans, uh, uh, both in good endeavor, where can they find you? Uh, most of it goes through, uh, at this point, Instagram. Um, I'm Barstow, um, which is funny because I get tagged in a lot of random idiots in the desert town in California. Ah. <laughs> Actually, every, every once in a while I get saucy and I post up and like, farewell, Barstow. I show up, I don't know you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, I have, there's the Facebook page, which is, uh, I think, DBR Bike Stuff at this point. Cool. Yes. Um, and uh, we kind of split 
live posts between those two. And, uh, yeah. And that's eventually I'll get the itch. Usually it's a few months right now. I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I don't need to yeah. get back on the road. Mm-hmm. A couple more months in the office. It's going to be, Ooh, I can sleep <laughs> in a public toilet and eat 17,000 calories <laughs> at a gas station. It's looking good. <laughs> Going back to exchanging that, that existential, pain for right, the physical right. exactly you know. yeah oh just oh just physical suffering that's <laughs> fine bring it on <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well thanks for coming in hey thanks for having me man it's always yeah. good to talk to y'all bro. yes indeed lovely to see you as well good to see you hear your dulcet tones gracing the air oh shit <laughs> <laughs> just like that we get to see you for pedal palooza uh, yeah, yeah. I, last year you, I missed the entirety of Pedal Palooza yeah. because of Trans Am. This year I'll be here. We might get to see you on some rides. Yeah, yeah, it's the, I mean, I'll leave it until, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave you a drunken voicemail. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's fitting for the ride that I'm doing. All right. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the uh, Pedal Palooza and all that, do you have time to hang out with us for our uh, calendar and mail and news? I, I don't see why not. Awesome. Yeah, yes. remember your death. <laughs> death awaits us all what is the universe is cold and uncaring and that's its beauty mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that in latin again memento mori i'm gonna have to like i don't know like have that embroidered well there, like, there's the classic painting uh, it's a skull an hourglass mm-hmm. and a rose right mm-hmm. uh, yes. or i think vice versa but anyway it's you know life time death yeah speaking of death I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't don't ever use that. <laughs> Too late. All right. The second Thursday of every month is the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The second Friday of every month, the Boston Bike Party. The second Friday of every month also is the Indianapolis Bike Party where you can have alcohol in public. Ooh. What? Yes. No public alcohol laws. Uh and yep. the last Friday of every month is the Baltimore Bike Party. Every second Sunday of every month here in Portland is the Corvidi Bike Club Ride. And every, or excuse me, every second, nope, we are already on the Corvidi Bike Club Ride. June 2nd, the Gifford Gravel 50. June 2nd also. Dude, Gifford Gravel, it's going to be snowy. Just nice. know oh. that. Just a little bit. <laughs> yes. Wait, when is that one? You, you were like a part a, of that. It looks huh? like in a week, right? Yeah. It is in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's going to be some snow. That that just adds a whole nother level of fun to mm. an already arduous. They, they did say <laughs> it would be tough. I think we just sweetened the deal for someone here. Some people just might not know how tough it's going terrible. to be. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's it start? <laughs> the food is terrible. The portions are so small. June 2nd also is the Wiser River Ride. June 3rd, Blessing of the Bikes. More details in mail. Well, that was more details in mail last week. From our episode last week. (laughs) So go back an episode. (laughs) All are welcome. June 5th, the Mount Tabor Stair Carry led by... Me. Yes. That's right. Get ready ready for some stupid pain. Yeah. Pointless stair climbing. Trade your existential angst for some physical angst. That's right. And June 16th, the Ravello 3rd Anniversary Wing Ding Barbecue Beverages, deets to follow. June 23rd. You know, those deets have been to follow for a while. And I'm just we, waiting. We've ne- I'm, Ravello, just seeing, I'm seeing what follows. It's, it's, it's the beauty about saying something will follow is that it's never not true. That's true. And <laughs> free beer tomorrow. Eventually they'll get free beer tomorrow. <laughs> Inquire within. Mm-hmm. Later. June 23rd, Petal Petal. August 19th, the Portland Century. September 2nd, Tour de Lab. And September 8th through 9th, the 
Bike MS150. Yeah. Se- and oh, uh, I'm sorry, yes. just the pedal sorry. pedal and the Portland Century. Both yes. uh, discount code. If you choose to ride that and you register, uh, Sprocket18 is our $5 discount off code. your entry. Yes. Was it $5 or was it a percentage? I believe it was 5 I okay. believe it was $5. It was $5 off. I'll Take have it to read us. that mail again. <laughs> it's either five dollars or a percentage. Find or out when you back. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Find out Just when kidding. you enter Sprocket eighteen. In Deets the to follow. <laughs> Deets to follow. <laughs> September twenty second, the Lowell Kinetic Sculpture Race. Woo! And upcoming film by bike dates: Albany, New York, July twenty second; Seattle, Washington, and Vancouver to be announced. Arcata, California, November of twenty eighteen, and from our friends down south. Bendigo, Australia, October 2018. That would be a good time to go down there. When? <laughs> October. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's... October. Maybe a little too soon. October is spring there. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not bad. I, I can't remember where Bendigo is. All the places have dumb names like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. We're going to get so many letters for my... Hey, Darren, what do you think about oh, that? fuck you, right! <laughs> <laughs> and that was our calendar... <laughs> and now for... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that <laughs> What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. I like my bike, it's fast. It circles around the city lights. From bikeportland.org via Marshall. Why? 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 This is Marshall saying this, by the way. That's not the that's not the actual title of the headline. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> so, it's also so, the Sprocket Podcast saying this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Why? So Marshall, I was so planning on purchasing one of these in the next year or two, but now it looks like I'll have to go elsewhere. Do you guys have any insider information on why they're deciding to close up shop? And this we, is in regards... We don't. We just found out through your email. <laughs> Let's back up. What? This this is in what? regards to Portland cargo bike maker Metrofeats calling it quits after 11 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. After 11 years of making cargo bikes, Metrofeats will cease production at the end of the month. It's been super fun making bikes for countless families and businesses alike. We've had a great run and wanted to finish on a strong note. For now, we'll be fulfilling existing orders, selling any additional inventory on hand, and then that's all, folks. Thanks for the amazing journey. We couldn't have done it without you. So fulfilling existing order, that means we can't place an order today. You that would cannot. be correct. Okay. Yes. All right. It's too late. But, but if they've got cargo <laughs> bikes sitting around, we could buy them now. That is, that is correct. Okay. Donors, make it happen. Yeah. We should have <laughs> done oh, a run on the, way, on the way from the shop up to the studio. We could have just like mauled uh, Metrofeats and been like, give us the rest of your stock. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we'll on, take it on, it on closeout, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a... Like Ross's uh, cargo bike that had the lads five hundred like wrap yes. on the side. Yes. I'm, yes. pretty, I'm pretty sure that's a metro. That's a, that is a metro feat. Yeah. Yes. Anyone who has seen that famous photo of the lumber jerks, uh, or I mean, like they've had they've had a metro feats bike a couple years running. I it was think the first year uh, they showed up with the with the sticker on the side and uh, with the wrap with the number. Yes, that, with the Daytona styled logo. Yeah, that was when they won the. Uh, that was the best year they show. won best in show. Yeah, um, because obviously, yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting though. Like if you look at metro feats footprint. They have tons of frames just in all sorts of neat little places. Yeah. And I think that's a that's one of the things that made it really uh, a great example of sort of like Portland bike business and just integrations at a degree which we, or at least I personally, like hadn't seen done elsewhere. Um, so one great example of this would be Charlie Wicker um, flew over to England 
uh, a couple of weeks ago with his Metrofeet bike as part of like a, I think they're, they launched like a new flight out or something. But like, if you had told Phil like 11 years ago or Jamie 11 years ago, you know what that, you know, eventually is going to be in Europe and is going to be like that showcasing. It's going to fly somewhere. It's, yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's going to be like showcasing bike culture. Like yeah. Metrofeet is one of the pillars of bike culture, I guess is what, what I'm trying do? to say. Because uh, with the, I mean, am I allowed to mention the Pedal Powered Talk Show? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's a whole, yeah. there's a whole article. Like a no, no, there's a whole article in a write up. <laughs> They're great. Yeah. Let's start a rivalry with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard they hate us. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking film. Come on, come on, Frankel. Put up your dukes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. you. Uh, Aim your camera that gentle. way. We have mics. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yes, but Phil and Jamie, we wish you all the best. I'm Indeed. sure whatever yep. lies in your future is going to be great because everything you guys touch turns to gold. Well, and something that lies in Phil's future is him coming on to talk to us about Metro Feats. Because, <laughs> I think uh, it should, yeah. yes. Uh, I'm already I, I'm, I'm texting with him right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Yep. Look at that. Yes, we're making So we'll, we'll have answers Ooh, for you soon, Marshall. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> uh by the way, guys, uh, he's going to come in here. <laughs> <laughs> no. now, now you tell us. Now you tell us. Uh, off it, 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 I wouldn't put it past both you and Phil if you were to like just show up towards the end. Like, <laughs> hey guys, like, can you me? tell us? Can you tell us why? Well, I'll just come right over and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, well, phone, my phone's in that, airplane mode. How did we get through? <laughs> <laughs> that was our only headline because. That was our only headline. It's the biggest news. It is the biggest news, and because our me. listeners send us the stuff that's most important, they, yeah. they have a pulse on on the uh, the the beat. Generally, the headlines that I that I bring up are you generally and usually, usually generally, are from people who listen to us and send them in. Yes, and generally useful. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Marshall, and sorry, Marshall. Yes, and I. We're going to find out if Marshall is finally listening to the newest shows. He said he was starting oh, from the beginning, yes. oh, no. which is awesome. We're going to feature that later. But, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we might as well just get into. We got mail. Hey, we got mail. I envisioned that jingle being played from a Metrofeet's cargo bag. Soon enough. Yeah, yeah. From Tim Mooney. Turns out mom is on team four-syllable so my world is upside down. Interesting. Yes. Interesting that your mom pronounces it interesting, Tim Mooney, and Wait. you pronounce it interesting. That, DBR, how do you pronounce it? Uh oh. I think I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna cage that a little bit because it's, context, it's contextual. <laughs> like, like the word is it uh, the, the the word that precedes sixty six on the the classic American you know uh, highway sixty five. Well, no, no, like, like, <laughs> route, God, route, damn it, route You're saying route. You're saying route. Route Anybody else? Like, it's Route 66. It's Route 66. Route. However, I mean, however, but it, it depends. I however, think. I cover as a cover driver. I cover other people's routes. Yep. Not routes. No. Oh. Well, the route goes down the route. Yes. Mm. See, and sometimes things can be. Oh, that's very interesting. And I've got no roots because my home was never on the ground. Hmm. Wait, what? That's a song that's on the radio right now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some bluegrass, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, wait. Yeah. Did we did we figure out? Are you on team? Three Which or team four are you syllable? on? Ooh, <laughs> Senator, I have I in my hand a list of names of registered 
Communist. Four. No, sorry. <laughs> I think I am on team interesting. Interesting? Interesting. I feel like you're right between Wait, the two. no, I'm not. Yeah, I am right in between the two. Wow. I think I go, well, I think how, do you, how do you make I, it three and a half syllables? So, so here is... <laughs> That's fucking interesting, man. That's fucking interesting. <laughs> that is fucking interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Lebowski's three and a I'm half. On, I'm on team... Uh, I'm on team Brock sometimes, and then I'm on team... <laughs> oh, team Tim. <laughs> team, team, team Tim sometimes. Or team, team Tim's mom. <laughs> I, I don't want to be on either of those teams. Well, Tim's mom, like, maybe. I feel like I'm caught in a family conflict. <laughs> Tim, say hi to your mom for me. Hey, uh, mom. Uh, next up, <laughs> from Marshall, he says, Brock, Aaron, and Guthrie, thank you so much for the stickers and the note. I'm rediscovering the joys of cycling from when I was a kid. I'm Woo. on my first real ride a couple of weeks ago, about seven to eight miles not bad. You can always what? double your previous best mileage. That, that is <laughs> yes. true, and they're all real rides. Mm-hmm. That true. is also true. Yes, <laughs> as as I like to say, e-bikes no aren't bike cheating, ride. and riding your bike is wonderful regardless. <gasps> no bike ride is too short. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Says I was a little nervous at first because down here in South Carolina and most of the Southeast, there's little to no shoulder on the roads, much less a bike lane. But was presently surprised at how courteous drivers were. Most people suck, but also a lot of them don't. Cool. <laughs> and South Carolina, yes. we don't have anybody listening that we know of from South Carolina yet. Marshall's the first. Marshall's the first yeah. that we know of. I'm yeah. looking forward to my next ride, and my goal is to get up to a 50-mile ride. Nice. Nice. Do it. Nice. You can absolutely and do it, Marshall. once you reach that goal. Then you can drag it through then. snow. <laughs> There's some mountains there. Well, like, yeah. for, once you're at 50 miles... Then you can do 100K. That's only 63. Yeah, right. Once you do 100K, then you might as well go for 80 miles. Yep. And then once you're there, yeah, do a century. 100 Why not? miles, yeah. And then yeah, then you go for a 200K. That's 125. Just keep on going. Just keep going. Yes. It yeah. Get, it gets harder as you what go is it? on. If you can do 50, you can do 100. Yeah. If you can do 100, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah if you, I'm, I'm talking miles, though, not kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's the, the little steps if you need them. You know, it's just yeah. m- metric sounds bigger. The bottom, the bottom line is like, hey, you can do it. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's, it's, at a certain point, stop thinking about distance, start thinking about time in the saddle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I did 12 hours. You and your ass can handle it. Uh, he also, he also uh, poses some questions to us. Uh, oh, nice. He's, side note, he's, he says he's backlogged on the show right now. Yes. So, uh, currently on 236. Way back. Yes. The way, way back. So, it, it's funny how, like, people, when they, when they discover the show, like they start from the beginning. Dude, they're listening <laughs> to news I, from I, I 2010. I yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. No, save here. Like I tried that with. Uh, Wait, when did you start? Uh, 201? No. Like yeah, year 201? 2011, 2012. Oh, so he like just got to the Aaron era. Yeah. 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 Um, Which leads to another part of his email. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But wait, yeah, so here's, here's some questions he, he he wants answered. At what point will it become impossible for you guys to read the full donor list before <laughs> the drum roll? Well, Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get there soon. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, don't you guys do, like, how long did you do the the funny voices readout thing? Oh, that was a, oh, that was yeah. a season. Yeah, that was a season yeah. when we were in the garage, I think. Right. There must have been, like, a We did a, a couple leak. funny voices in IPRC, though. Right. Oh, was it the IPRC? I, yes. I specifically remember talking underwater for a credit. Yes. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yes. I, I made them do it as Arnold one time, and that was my <laughs> Oh, <favorite>. nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe the worst to do, but maybe Eric, most. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Mooney. You definitely ran out of credit music on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because we're just giggling the whole time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Next question. Who the heck is Guthrie? Who the heck I is Guthrie? I haven't heard him yet in the podcast. <laughs> you know what, Marshall? Sometimes I ask that question myself. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find out together there. Nobody ever asks why the heck is Guthrie. Uh, and you, you mentioned, Brock, you want that on a shirt. I want a now. shirt that says, who the heck is Guthrie? <laughs> <laughs> this is podcast, yeah. Well, uh, come on a ride, which might have a sounder here, and you can find out. <laughs> or at least partially. Oh, my gosh. I want to wear a who the heck is Guthrie shirt on the Guthrie ride. Yes. Oh. Let's make this I'm, happen. I'm making this stencil tonight. Uh, right. I don't I don't care if I have to get up at four in the morning. Right. <laughs> it's okay. You've got a few days. <laughs> oh, it's, tomorrow's going to suck. Uh. <laughs> um, lastly, we've got some we've got some voicemails. We got voicemail. Ooh. We okay. got voicemail. We, before voicemail, we got physical mail. Oh. I forgot. We got some books in the mail from our good friends at Microcosm Publishing. They're pretty great. Yes. Uh, Especially, says, yeah, and, and Stan is, is uh, one of the people that works there. Please former, former enjoy neighbors, right? our latest yes. books from Bicycle Infrastructure to Keeping Point Portland Weird. And we got one called Bicycle Race. It is bicycle uh, slash race. Yeah. Transportation, culture, and resistance, hmm. and that's by Adonia Lugo, who used to live here. Yes, had a blog called Urban Adonia. Great which, writer. Yes, and this is great know, writing you in print form. Uh, I, I kind of I paged through that when through I was looking already. at it. Yeah, yeah. and hmm. uh, just like some great stuff, especially focused on Southern California, where Adonia is from. Yeah, I. I am looking for. I like just read the first couple sentences. Some good and stuff I'm looking in there. forward to like getting into this. Right. Like um, for example, is is bicycling a white pastime, and does it mean that yeah, gentrification are, is what happens when bicycles show up? These mm-hmm. are some questions that I think um, haven't really been examined in bike culture. Not so much. I mean, like it's, it's a getting thing better. that like Bike Portland yeah. has done some reporting about that yeah. here yeah. in Portland specifically, but like it's it's a question nationally and uh, in, especially in California, uh, Adonia has done a great job of covering some of that. So I yeah. haven't read the whole thing, but it's a great book. Yes. I, I already know. Um, one I thumbed through is This is Portland, the city you've heard you should like. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is great. This is sort it's of a great book. We sent a copy of, a, of that a, to uh, donor Johnny K back in guy. the day. Oh, you, we as have. Part of, part of the $20 prize pack. Yeah. If somebody gave us 20 this bucks a month, we'd send them a. Yeah. Edition. This is the second edition, which yes. has been kind of redone by a, a new guy. Yes. Stuff is. Yeah. Yes. I'd imagine, too, like just the way things are going, stuff has changed enough. it has oh, a second edition is, is likely warranted yeah or, this, it is warranted this accounts for it yeah and there's yeah, yeah. some great stuff it, the new author kind of covers a lot of the newer trends that uh, were not in the first edition mm-hmm. so yes yeah um i like i liked this a lot it it's it a made short me read. laugh it's a yeah. short read it made me laugh a, a lot of times um, i read the entire thing on breaks at work oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah red lights so, no. <laughs> I was not driving while I read it. <laughs> uh, some of those okay, red lights Brock. are pretty okay. long. <laughs> okay, so now we have some voicemails. We put a call out recently on our social medias. Yes. Ride leaders for Pedalpalooza. Please give us a call. 503-847-9774. Tell us about your ride. Or call us while you're on your ride. Uh-huh. But... Before hands free, before pedal palooza would be preferable. Call us, yeah, so people tell us, can join you, yeah, and we will. So what's coming up? Ride. This is like the calendar meets mail. Um, yes, it's like a circle. 
So our first one comes from Joan, who's been on the show a couple times. She's got a ride coming up. Hey there, Sprocket Podcast. This is Joan. On Saturday, June 2nd at 11 a.m., Armando and I are leading a pedal palooza ride called the Welcome Ride. This is a great ride for folks new to Portland or new to pedal palooza or new to social riding or anyone who wants to meet folks to ride with. There will be name tags. We have very large name tags, and we hope to see you there. Thanks. <laughs> I want to go just, name just for the very large name tags. Yes, I think that's a that's a detail that many would miss, and Joan wouldn't. So I think <laughs> she's yes. a librarian. I, no, it's it's it's. Oh, I Joan think that is going to make yeah. that ride. Yeah. Do we have the librarian show nailed down yet? No. no. Let's do this. But I, I kind of dropped the ball on that one. That's I it's all good. No, no. We uh, it's just there's a couple of librarians who are also bikey people. Let's yes. keep that spirit yeah. alive. Yeah. What else do we have? We have one from. Well, she mentioned Armando. Armando. We have one from Armando. Armando. Hi, Sprocket Podcast listeners. Hi. It's Petapalooza time. Woohoo! Oh. Armando. I'm going to pause that for a second. I'm cutting that out. That's going to be a sounder at some point. Oh, okay. All right. I've <laughs> seen two rides this Petapalooza. One is the David Lynch ride. So if you went on the Twin Peaks ride last year, Twin Peaks ride last year, uh, it'd be similar to that, but all of David Lynch, not just Twin Peaks. We're meeting at Peace Park on Wednesday, June 13th at 7 p.m., right at 7.30, and it will be a similar distance ride. A lot of fun. Hopefully you got some good ideas for the David Lynch ride. The next ride will be on Saturday, June 23rd. <laughs> Saturday, June 23rd, uh, the Lowerhurst Garage Sale Ride. So before you yes. get naked for the World Naked Bike Ride that night, get come to the Lowerhurst Garage Sale Ride. We'll meet at Crema on Ankeny at 8.30. Ride at 9, that's when the yard sales start. And we'll meet back up again at 11.30 to compare our finds. So those are the two rides I'm leading. Hope to see you there. Have fun. It's Petapalooza. It's Petapalooza. And another promoting their ride, you Mm. might might know Mm. of this person. Hey, this is Guthrie, ride leader of the Guthrie ride. Who the heck is Guthrie? (laughs) We'd love to have you on the ride. On the 15th of June. Check it out. Thanks. You called into your own fucking show. So <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think Aaron would play this one. I was. I was just testing. Really? Well, I was like, wait, we have a voicemail. I read this every week, but I've never called it. <laughs> so why don't I? Oh, hey, it picked up. I should probably say something. <laughs> oh, sorry to embarrass you. No, I, I think it's wonderful. I'm glad you stuck with your guns. <laughs> That's what Flores does. Hey, if you call our voicemail line across the board, it's gonna fucking play. It's pretty That's much right. gonna play. Like there's and, gonna. And like, there's like very, very few exceptions. <laughs> Hindsight, to I that should rule. know that, but <laughs> you know, slip, slip, slip the I mean, mind. <laughs> you see me answer the phone to my family and put them on without them knowing. This is true. <laughs> We're decorating the uh, yeah. the airstream with so, Rainier cans now. So, so come join me and other folks on the Guthrie ride. All are welcome. It's a fun evening ride for people looking for a longer night ride with less drinking and a neat stop in the middle. Yes. So, yeah. Neat. If you're feeling it out, you're quite welcome. I can't wait. Uh, we do have one last voicemail not promoting a Pedal Palooza ride. Ah. This is from our good friend Tim Mooney. Hello, Sprocket Podcast. Hey. This is Tim Mooney, reporting live. 
from the Katy Trail in, well, I'm near Jefferson City, Missouri. Nice. Uh, trivia. That is the capital of this fine state. Uh, I'm passing a bluebird. It says hello. And uh, it's been a wonderful ride. And uh, I've been enjoying some past episodes. I let a few of them get uh, get backed up in my queue. So it was nice to hear uh, some great episodes. Very excited about where your show and the direction it's going. Fantastic. Um, and if anybody wants to learn more about my crazy-ass ride, uh, yes, it will be on do. a subsequent episode of the Pedal Shift Project. And you can go check that all out. Missouri is wonderful. It's uh, it's hot. <laughs> Thanks again for a great show. Pedalshift.net is where Pedal- you can find Tim Moody. Not dot com. Dot net. Dot net. Pedalshift.net. It's on iTunes and all the other podcast outlets. The Kitty Trail is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's, You've done it? No. No. I, I, it's, it's... You've read about it. Well, truth be told, <laughs> when, I was, when I was plotting out Route 66, I accidentally fucked up the line and was like, Looking down the Katy Trail, figure oh, out what the yeah. services were, and then I realized right. that's not the route. That's not uh, where I'm going. But also, I learned about the Katy Trail, so I was like, "Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool." It's like yeah. what five, six hundred miles of like rail, rail trail, like hard packed gravel. Yeah, um, and along the route, beer in an old jail. Well, what? S- yeah. Yeah. There's a brewery oh. that's in an old jail. <laughs> yeah, but you get to leave when Tim's you want been there. To. Yes, you do. Okay. Yes, exactly. You're a prisoner to no one except your vices. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey, good we've show. Reached, we've reached the end of this. Shall we? Shall we close this out? Shall we? Oh. And uh, DBR, are there any themes you'd like to apply to the reading? Oh, of the show? oh no, <laughs> uh, bad Australian accent. Bad Australian bad accent. Australian. Oh. All right, can I to, get on this too? To the folks in Bend- <laughs> yeah, yeah, to the folks All in right. Bendigo, yes! I'm going to apologize in advance. <laughs> Bring back Brock. <laughs> Bendigo, Bendigo, Bendigo. Or Woodna, which I thought was pronounced Woodina, Cocklebitty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just know I'm going to slip British like it's halfway Canberra. through. So that's okay. Forewarning. That's fine. Is it Canberra? Uh, Canberra. 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 All right. I think I'm ready World. for this. <laughs> I'm going to slaughter this so bad. <laughs> Oh, I was supposed to stop that. <laughs> let, let me go back in into the notes. Let me go back. I'm going uh. to slowly move uh. like an Arnold. I can see this happening. I can, uh. We're with, a, with a palm of fucking Austria, uh, not in Australia. We're, we're getting called a bunch of I was way off. can't air words. In <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I apologize ahead of time to anybody in Australia who happens to listen to this. <laughs> so, okay, Darren, so we far. love you. Quick, quick, quick story. Like, I, I accidentally waded into a comment thread on uh, like while I was out on the ride, and the best Uh-oh. Australian insult I've ever heard was, put down the glass barber, you fat bogan fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know what those, what most of those words mean <laughs> independently of each other. <laughs> All right. I haven't even been drinking. Here we go. <laughs> Our website. No, the Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Sting Studio. Thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at 
Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Kurt Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Logan no Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellengar, Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin jo- Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lee, <laughs> Richard Wazanski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, <laughs> Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, Doug, uh, uh, excuse me, Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's, who's a time traveler, Crikey, <laughs> Dave Knowles, Chris <laughs> Krista Kester, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley, Peanut Butter John, Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, I'll be home soon, not with this funny voice. John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division. Josh Zissen, Richard G, Guthrie Straw. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regrinery. Campsite, Magnus David, Nathan Poulton, Chris Rousen, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Mr. T, Harry Hugo, EJ Finneran, Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skadow, Keith Hitchison. Uh, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagoner, Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore, Todd Grossback, and Chris Barron, Chris, Chris Barron, and Chris, Chris, Chris Barron, <laughs> Sean Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite, Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Kokoro, and Marshall. And all of our former oh donors God. who helped us get this far. Now brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, go to bed, mate. No dramas, <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, that was so painful.